gentlemen, Dean Snyder. Let's play. Until you get used to the lifestyle. What lifestyle? This lifestyle. Morning radio lifestyle. Never. Never? I don't think so. You've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. Nick, you've been doing it for years. Yeah, never get used to it, I'll tell you that. It's constant adjustment. Yeah. That sucks. But there's the good with the bad. Oh, yeah. In the summertime, you've got... A lot of the great part of the day, you can go to the post office and the bank during regular hours, and oh, supermarkets oh not that crowded. Woo! I'm trying to help you, D. I'm trying to help. It don't get much crazier than that. I mean, that was number one on your list, I mean, the post you, office? Yeah, you, you go to bed at the same time as toddlers, but there are pluses as well. There are. I just can't seem to get any kind of... Uh, a consistent rhythm going, you know, where I could, you know, okay, this is when I work, this is when I go to the gym, this is when I eat, this is when I do this, you well, know, some sort of a pattern. Your that I problem, can... let's be honest, is that you have so many other projects going on. True. It's not like you where the day ends and whoop, off to the post office. Right. You know. Oh, well, <laughs> we don't all have bank. offers from Broadway and <laughs> major networks. <laughs> I tell you what Nick said to me when I told him about about the Rocky Horror Show. He's like, "Man, you're just driving around in your car, answering mm-hmm. your cell phone, and things happen." <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> I circle the globe, and they they triangulate on my cell phone and find me and uh, make me offers. I mean, I don't, I don't go and hang out at giant state fairs one weekend and jet off to Florida and play a show the next. True. If that, you just had this job, you'd adjust to it much more easily. That may be part of the problem. All those extracurricular activities. I'm trying to curtail them, but it's tough it's for tough. us to cry in our beers over, you know, big concerts where you play in front of eighty thousand people. I'm not asking you to cry in <laughs> your know, beer. I know. And stop drinking on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Put that beer away. So we're doing the show now, Beth. On one of your crazy college antics. Good morning, everybody. Dark said, Dave, you've, you had to make a, make a uh, huge switch in lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Going from not seeing the sun at all to being up during the day. I mean, well, it was a bummer. we used to wave goodbye to you when we got here mm-hmm. in the morning when we first started. And you were going to bed. And now the time you were going to bed is now the time you're getting up. I mean, like, sort of just, like, completely switched. Mm-hmm. How are you handling it? Um, I don't know. Lately, not too well, but, 
Eh, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean lately not too well? Yeah, I've been uh, having such a hard time waking up lately. Past like weeks. Oh or yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Try sleeping. <laughs> Does wonders. When you look at that overnight girl Becky, when you get here in the morning, do you like see? Anything yourself? Of course, I know she's a girl, so, yeah, and, so. and does, doesn't have like you know the mustache and stuff, and doesn't smell like weed. But <laughs> you see, like that that sort of hollow look she has in her eyes, as she's sort of dazed and everything. It definitely you see brings back. Me- oh yeah, it definitely brings back the memories, the old days. Well, all the overnight people have that same kind of look, Beth. Wild-eyed. It's a different oh, well. world. I was gonna go to bed now. You know. <laughs> Shell shocked is the word. Although you always had half a smile, dark side, and now I know why. Because <laughs> you were, because <laughs> you were smoking weed in the parking lot and getting laid on the console. He is Venus flytrap. And I'm not so sure Becky's doing that yet. All right, whose musical choice is it? Oh, it must be Beth. I haven't heard this in a while. I know that's why I chose it. What happened to Bush? This has always been one of my favorite Radio 104 modern rock tunes. I wish they'd put out more of these. I haven't seen Bush since I was home last. <laughs> He's got They were on MTV. It was a recap. Why did I pick this All right. <laughs> Stick around. The D Sound Radio. Catchy tune. Wake up, people. It's Radio 104. Perfect Dave is dancing right now. Are they done? D. Snyder Radio, Radio 104. Well, it's good to see Beth likes Bush. Because, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, we all got kind of a smile out of it. Good, good choice, Beth. Thanks. Thanks. I enjoy that big, band. Big Bush fan? I like some of their songs. <laughs> And she walks carefully on ice, very, very carefully. Uh, okay, we're not going to get any talking dirties out of this one, I don't think, guys. It's hopeless. Too obvious. Mm-hmm. Too obvious, too easy. That's not going to give it to us that easy. We've got to work for it. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a talking dirty in quite a while, quite honestly. Is it that everybody's radar is down or Beth's being more careful? I don't know. I think the radar has been down. Yeah? Yeah. I think she's let a few things out. It's possible. Recently, but... Well, I would do it with Michelle Pfeiffer. It would have been a good talking dirty. Well, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little more careful. As uh, a matter of fact, I think you were. Even in there, you wouldn't even throw us a freaking bone, you know? Wouldn't we kill you to say something really offensive? Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see what's going on in the program today. Hmm. Ah, Moonchild behind the music, part four, and this is a, this is pivotal, Beth. This is a pivotal section of the Moonchild. It's going to be a long one too, as well, because uh, this is where it all, you know, the cracks start mm-hmm. to show. Well, actually, the cracks started to show on the first one, but <laughs> they really start opening wide. I think here the the real issues amongst the members of the band, mm-hmm. and I hear on today's uh, on today's episode. Nick is an Academy Award winning performance. <laughs> you were going to say, my God, it didn't even seem like Nick when you hear his read. <laughs> I cannot disguise my voice, D, no matter how I read it. Yeah, but can you even like. Disguising my voice. 
no disguising, but you're reading it like you're Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you're not even like not even like acting or inflection or anything. I mean, Kevin Spacey sounds like Kevin Spacey when he plays different characters <laughs> from American Beauty to American Beauty, right? Mm -hmm. To uh, Seven, mm -hmm. but his inflection he takes on. The, the attitude of the character he's playing. You're just reading it as Nick. Kevin, well, <laughs> Kevin Spacey's an Academy Award winning actor. I'm Nick. I, That's I, not your skill. You have many yeah. other skills. Yeah. Disguising your voice just doesn't happen to be one of them. Yeah. I can't name any of the others right now off the top of my head. <laughs> I was going to say, quick, yeah, short list. <laughs> I'm sure that... You were quite a quarterback in high school. Yeah, that's right. I know that you can pitch pretty well. Yeah. And, Looks uh, great on our resume. You're not a half yeah, bad used to radio pitch, producer. Now he's a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> but I also am looking forward to today's Behind the Music because if it's anything like the formula of the others, this is where the band falls apart. And then right, usually right. part five is where we see the aftermath of the destruction. I mean, yesterday, you know, um, Sean's observations, when he stumbled into one of their shows, how they just were sort of meandering around the stage, yeah. bumping into each other, occasionally taking a swing, you know, <laughs> very Neanderthalish. I can almost picture it. Kind of like The Doors, was, when Morrison was all strung yeah. out. Yeah, must have been an exciting show, Doors. <laughs> yeah, good time. <laughs> real, real cretinous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot like The Doors, the I'm sure. <laughs> Real primitive. <laughs> Primal. Well, that's coming up. Uh, oh, On the Road with Mudbone. Somebody actually wrote and says, whatever happened with On the Road with Mudbone? We skip one week and, and it's like, what happened to On the Road with Mudbone? It's still there. It says, we've had a lot of content lately and we weren't able to get to one last week. But we actually have it today, Darcy Dave? Yes, we do. You were actually able to corner Mudbone and get him to put his, his, his dulcet tones to tape? Mm-hmm. Dragged him down, got it out of him. That's good. I good, told good, him there good. were TV cameras, and he came running. <laughs> yeah, so many yeah. comments on that. How to find Mudbone. Look for the TV camera. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, now, at 8.30, we've got an, supposedly of an interview, but I've already looked at Beth. I wrote down here. I wrote... I brought an alternate because the person's supposed to call in. We have not promoted or advertised this person. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't trust it. And uh, I don't care who it is, especially when it's a wasted 80s rocker. <laughs> I was drowning his, drowning his sorrows and booze every night. I mean, I'd be damn shocked if he gets up at 8.30 in the morning to uh, call into the show. So we'll see. Also... Good setup, wasn't it? <laughs> the interview. <laughs> I didn't mean anything by that. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, we do. See, I can say we're going to have we have an interview with Sully from Godsmack because we taped it the other day. Those I like those, but there's a security. Sure, there's the possibility that some a hole wiped out the wiped out the recording, you know, to make room on the uh, the hard drive or whatever they've got going on here, but. You know, the odds are in our favor that in some capacity there will be mm -hmm. a Sully voice on a tape in an interview format. And I thought it was a pretty good one. Uh, they, they got a sh they're in town. We have, See, that's the way to do it with these guys is because if they're playing tonight or tomorrow, whatever. Where, where's he playing? Playing tonight. tonight yeah. Okay. If they're playing tonight, 
it's it's just difficult for them to get up in the morning. It's not that they're dissing the Snyder radio. It's not that they want to make Nick or Sean look bad. It's that they're playing. They got to wake up to do the interview, and they're you know, and Sully's a singer. That's even worse. You need your rest when you're a singer. So it's better to record them in an afternoon, and this way, you know, we can play it, and we know we've got it, and everything's cool. Anyway, they're there at ctnow.com, Meadows Music Theater, tonight with Puddle of Mud and the Deftones. And as a matter of fact, Chaz and Cousin Chris are going to be on the Godsmack bus broadcasting for an hour this afternoon. Hello. With chicks. Hello. Now, now I get with Chaz. With chicks? Yeah. Well, they gave away some tickets. They've been giving away some tickets and stuff. And then she pulled four names to go on the bus with her. And they all happen to be chicks. So it's going to be Cousin Chris Whoa. with like you know, a bunch of chicks. Hot babes. On the Godsmack bus. For once, don't you wish you were Cousin Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First time ever. Finish that picture. <laughs> well, well he's the, he, is, he is Chaz's... Right-hand guy. Yeah. Well, well, I might explain Sully's reluctance to answer the hypothetical, if you had to sleep with a guy, who would it be? Right on. <laughs> he squirmed when I asked him that. Yeah. He, he just, well, if you listen later on, you'll hear the details on that. Also, so we're going to talk to him. Uh, you know, we got the usual reaction to all the wonderful things that go on on this show. And uh, Bloody Beth's got the news. And this is a good life here at D. Snyder Radio. And you're a part of it. You must feel very fortunate when you wake up each day. You must pinch yourself say, God, it's hard to believe I'm living here in the great state of Connecticut listening to <laughs> D. Snyder Radio every morning. Is this a great country or what? Well, I say it. Some, some, I know somebody said it. I heard it uh, before. Uh, I didn't make that up. Uh, we're going to take a break. Come back, and we've got a recap from yesterday's show. Entitled, The All-You-Can-Eat Buffet Closed Their Doors When They Saw Mr. Lentino Coming. What? Uh, That's the title of the recap, man. Says it right here. No. The All-You-Can-Eat Buffet. Put a dark side right over the... No. What did Darkside yeah, so, try to write over my copy? Yeah, it's crossed out and handwritten by Darkside Dave. Because you had written something slanderous about his father. So he asked if, you know, if fair was fair since you've been using the title as an assault on his father <laughs> for the last couple of days. If he might not have a no, you know, chance to write something to, slanderous about your father. It's not yeah. fair. So, hey, whose father do you think would beat up who? Uh. Mr. Wallace is a big guy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Wallace I kicked Mr. Lentino's ass. Yeah, but my dad's got that that Italian rage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, no, seriously, it does. But at seventy, you'd probably have a heart attack and die. That's so awful. The sound of a heart exploding in his chest. It's Mr. Mr. Wallace is what? You're laughing a little 50, too 60? hard, Darkside Dave. It's yeah. so mean. How old's your dad? Dude, I, I ripped your dad's dick <laughs> off yesterday. He doesn't even have one anymore. My old man, yeah. he's in his 50s somewhere. Yeah, so his 50s, he's got, you know, 15 years. That's a lot. And he's got military training. Mm -hmm. In three different and branches. He, he has killed a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think your dad... Well, we don't know that. Miss Lindsay may have killed a man. Ate a man. What is he, Sean, all of a sudden? He ate yeah. a man. 
Listen, you can say what you want about my father, but at least he still has his penis. Let's <laughs> <laughs> can't see it. Missed, uh, oh, you know what I said? Mr. Wallace killed a man in hand-to-nose combat. <laughs> <laughs> Inhaled a, a, a few Viet Cong. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, what's happening this here? This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> All right, well, so we're going to take a break, come back, get into the recap, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that and get on with the show. A lot going on today. Big, big show. You never know who might call in and say hi on D. Snyder Radio. It's kind of like, Beth, it's kind of like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, I think so. Mr. Rogers, or is that Captain Kangaroo? Where people used to come by and just surprise you and visit. Sometimes on Mr. Rogers, the mailman would come by or... Some other neighbor, right, Nick? Yeah, sure. A neighbor, yeah, like a neighbor. Yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse used to have that too. Hi, neighbor. Hello. Hi, neighbor. So, <laughs> Forrest Gump might come by. Hello. Cousin Chris could come by. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, there's always a surprise happening. So, stick around for more D Snyder Radio, okay? This is Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're off to a good start. On Radio 104. I gotta thank uh, Fresh Frankie for my business cards, for all of our business cards. Oh yeah, they're great. Did you see mine? I did. It just says D on it. <laughs> no number, no address, nothing. <laughs> Contact my people. I'm D. <laughs> it's, it's like it's the D euro on the card. <laughs> what do you do? I D. <laughs> it's what I do. It's what I am. It's who I am. D. Very simple. I want to be like Cher one day, Beth. Madonna. The Snyder's just going to be gone. It's just going to be D. D, and it's AD, and there's only one D. You only think of one D. There aren't really that many. It's not going to be too tough. There aren't that many Ds out there. I can think of uh, the one from What's Happening. Is she dead? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay, her. Um, Sandra was, uh, D, El but that's different. Ellen John had a bass player named D. Murray. But who knows him? Yeah, you don't have to worry about him. No, I don't got to worry about him. So it's not many. Uh, there was a manager of bands called D. Anthony, but I don't even think he's alive anymore. Last minute, last D. Standing right here. I mean, I don't know. I'm hearing. Like, if you listen carefully, you can hear all the people who are called D. The Dianes and stuff mm -hmm. out there crying and screaming. We're talking. Uh, I know you're all D's. I meet you all the time, and I, I'm just saying, you know, on a celebrity level. No, I just gonna say D. Just call me D. Okay, you know. Um, I really got nothing to tell you. Again, then again, though, thanks a lot. I never had a business card, and uh, pretty excited to finally have gotten one. <laughs> it just works for me. Can't wait to like whip it out the first time and give it to people. And I'm turning it over, looking for the number and stuff and address. And I had them once before for my old reporting job, and I got the huge box of them. I don't know what it was, five hundred or a thousand of them, and then it was within a short time later that station became a new station <laughs> so i had you know 500 or a thousand 
useless <laughs> business card. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen <laughs> this time. <laughs> well, I think these. No, I think these are really handy though too because I can like you know besides give them to people. So just by the way, if you want to communicate with me. Just write D on a letter and just stick it in the mailbox. It gets to me. <laughs> wherever I <laughs> Post office knows where I am. Uh, but I thought they're kind of, because I can sign them too. You know what I mean? When I mm -hmm. run into people, and my little, it says D on the front, and I can just do a little autograph on the back and give it to them. It's handy, because people always come up to have an autograph. And, you know, they'll come up with a, with a marble pack that they tore open or something like that. Here they got something that's almost official. I got these autographs. See, it's this card. D. Right there. It says it on the front. I like it. Thank you, Fresh Frankie. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's my ID. Get it? ID? Oh, What? You're having a hell of a time over on that thing. Dark Side, are you okay? Yeah, everything's going wrong. Is it? Is it you or is it the machine? No, the freaking machine's frozen. He's only as good as the equipment. Yeah, is that what you're saying? I'm only as good as the equipment you give me? Most of the time. You really should grab a, a soundbite of Mudbone saying that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's going to come in mighty handy. I'm only as good as the equipment you give me. All right. That's what his business card says. <laughs> exactly. Mudbone. I'm only as good as... However, I'm only as good as the equipment you give me. <laughs> okay. Well, we got a recap from yesterday's show entitled The All You Can Eat Buffet Closed Their Doors When They Saw Mr. Lentino Coming In. <laughs> That's not what it says. That is what mine says. Darcy crossed out what you wrote and wrote that in there because you wrote... It's only fair. I mean, you know, he doesn't get... He's defenseless. <laughs> Mr. Wallace's nose has taken quite a beating over the past few days. <laughs> You think it says, uh, it's not a speed bag, man. <laughs> you know? It doesn't say Everlast on the side of his nose. But it could. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, just tough, Dark Side. It's tough. I'll take a cheap you're shot. Telling, you're telling me it's tough? <laughs> All right, let's listen to the recap. By the way, title has nothing to do with the content. This is a disclaimer on T-Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Well, it looks like if you thought you were going to win a lot of money in McDonald's Monopoly game, you're out of luck. A worker at the McDonald's Corporation says seven, says a marketing rep and seven other people may be in some trouble after the feds alleged defrauding the food chain out of $13 million by fixing the outcomes of the Monopoly promotion and other games oh that sucks man apparently the very company that is supposed to monitor these games and ensure that they are played fairly workers there were in on this getting the oh, pieces that's the best place to be to rig things yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've got it under control don't worry we're watching out for you all right bobby take this one that's you know what we tried to do that with one of those national games here on the station. Couldn't rig it, no. though, right? Dark Side needed a car. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's too, like, Dark Side, what's that new Corvette doing out in the garage? Can I do a little money? Whoa. Where? <laughs> New research suggests that men are more likely to smoke when they're angry and women are more likely to smoke when they're happy. Finding could be the key to developing more effective ways to helping people quit. This research done at the University of California also found that both men and women were more likely to reach for a cigarette when they were sad 
and twice as likely when they're anxious. Nick, are you angry with me? Not with you. You're smoking like a chimney out there. You're angry with life. Yeah, I'm an angry guy. Are you an angry smoker? Yeah. You feel it? You feel it? Yeah. Now, but And they, you smoke harder when you're angry. Yeah, you do. You kind of pinch down. it a lot. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you hold it out hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody sure is a grumpy Gus today. <laughs> what about sex? They talk about the after-cigarette sex? I don't have that. See, that's just like just after a meal and just after sex. Cigarette is really good. And the is first it, cigarette passe? of the day. What's that? Not, not passe. Oh, no. It always feels good. Never disappoints. Um, but those cigarettes are, uh, you put those aside because those are all really good. Very relaxing. But uh, otherwise, yeah, you kind of smoke, you know, when you're on edge a little bit. I thought you were going to say something about oral fixation and stuff like that. It's an oral fixation, too. No, I, I mean, mean, in her study, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, I smoke when I'm pissed. Not <laughs> 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 cigarettes, they just physically steam and everything. Yeah. You saw it, right, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A German man has been awarded the Mustache of the Year 2001 title. I won that in 73, by the way. You <laughs> <laughs> must have been the only entrant. Because I saw that thing. That was so weird, dude. That was really weird. Oh, yeah, you had a cut or something. What? Is that why you grew You had a cut or something on your own? No, 73. That was when I, you know, I was just, I started being able to grow facial hair. And it was like, it was the early 70s. Like, cool, I can grow hair. You know, I'm a man, you know? So you had it and you kept it, you know? And then you realize one day, it's like, well, it looks incredibly stupid. It's usually after you remove it. Dark you, were side. With, you were with Suzette when he had that mustache? No. I met Suzette in 76. Uh, I think I had it till 74. <laughs> From like puberty till 74. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a goatee as well. It for totally a long time. looks like Way an before insect. I started the goatee thing, Dark Side. Be thankful. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Luther Kuhn, however, this year's winner, wears a musketeer-style mustache, which pulled out from either side is about a foot on the left side and a foot on the right side. <laughs> Curb feelers. They had about 100 <laughs> <Old> competitors, <laughs> and many of the strongest in the contest were Germans, who apparently are big-time mustache worshippers. Oh, my God. This is not... This is not a mustache for a weak man. Dark no, side. I told you. It's about, I thought it was a little skinny job. About two job. foot long. No, but it's, it's, it's got yeah, thickness to it. It's got weight, too. He's wearing a sombrero. Yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, he's wearing a sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you work really hard, Dark Side, you can get in on that next year. I was thinking about growing that. Uh, the I'm working on the hat field right now. I got him just going straight down the sides. Maybe get some length on each side going. Go for it, man. Yeah, what the hell? You know, hey, you're, you're a celeb now. You need some well, style to go with it. I'm going to go that far. You got to be. If you're starting to become a celebrity. A Peruvian man who last year chopped off his penis in protest at not having a job. Home of the garbage can. <laughs> I just threw my cup on the floor. <laughs> Sorry. What about the 
Not breathing, proving. A Peruvian man who last year chopped off his penis in protest at not having a job has now sliced off one of his testicles because of his low pay. Oh, we got nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> I don't understand what point he's trying to make. Labor Eduardo Velez Alejos, who's 36, had his penis successfully reattached after making an unusual protest outside the country's parliament. Oh, they reattached the penis. The penis. Oh, okay. He'd asked guards to speak to the president. When refused, he pulled out a knife and cut off his left testicle in his latest oh. protest. Doctors failed to reattach that during emergency surgery. Your balls are showing. I don't understand. Yeah, they're on his boss's desk. <laughs> Who's going to care, really? That's, I, I, that's what I don't understand. It. I mean, Nick All wants right, more money. If it. he goes back and does that in Paula's office, they're going to throw him in the loony bin. I think he's getting, a re he's getting a reaction, that's for sure. Well, but not the one he wants. You think about it. Seriously. He's been begging for a raise. He's not getting it. Or he's got uh, small... Small. He's gotten some incremental, uh, you know, increases, but he's driven to the point of hacking off his own nut. At least he's going to get their attention. I mean, she's going to go, Jesus! I'm driving this guy insane. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> and he throws it on the desk. This bloody I don't testicle. think he'd be working here anymore. No, he wouldn't have a job. But, <laughs> but a point would be made. I think he'd get a big yeah, fat raise. Yo, bro, you got a band-aid? The <laughs> <laughs> last thing I'm messing with is my penis, you know? I don't care. Hey, what about hacking off that middle small. toe? Yes, him all. He looks like crap anyway. <laughs> We're back. We are, we are, we are. Just going through the D-mail. I got distracted. Of course, the fabulous countdown on the computer is wrong again. So we have five seconds left. Is that you, Dark Side? No, that has nothing to do with me. Got to be on your toes around this computer. Really? Completely. I was out oh, five seconds, and I was doing my last note, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there on the air, with my stuff hanging out and stuff in public. Let me shut this up. Well, let me tell you something, okay? Because we got to get on with this damn program. I'm sure you're aware, and if you're not, have you registered yet to win my CDU? Now through September 3rd, which is a few short days away, are your final chances to register to win D. Snyder's Cedar. It's a 2001 GS2 Cedar worth seven grand. Comes with a trailer. This thing does like 55, 60 miles an hour. You could water ski behind it. You could boogie board behind it. You could tube behind it. You can jump waves. It, it's righteous. I'm telling you, we've been having a blast. But I'm giving it up on September 6th to one lucky listener. All you got to do is go to Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury. While you're there, say hi to the owners, Bob and Phil. Hi, Bob and Phil. Or Humphreys East in New Haven, which, by the way, Radio 104 is there every Thursday night from 10 to midnight. So that's a really good opportunity to go down and register. And on the 6th, I'm going to draw a name. The winner's name will be pulled on the, pulled on the 6th. And uh, that winner's going to get the ride, okay? You're going to get the ride. And you still got a good month of use out of it. And then you've got it for the rest of your freaking life. And really, we've only used it like six times. <laughs> because, well, you know, Beth, with the family and everything, it's tough to get it all organized. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, well, honey, I'm going out on the sea do again today. <laughs> in my mind, I say that. But in reality, it doesn't happen. Because it's like, all right, get the kids. We've got to get the pack for lunch. And we got to get the clothes and get some extra towels. And don't forget the wetsuits. And, ah, Ah, to be young again, responsible -less. 
Actually, I don't miss it, but that was one good, that's a good thing that, like, a Nick has. Say a Nick was to win my c right? I say a Nick, I don't mean in a negative fashion. I mean, you know, swing a dick, you know, single guy, not a responsibility in the world. Hook it onto the Civic. Anytime, anywhere, drag it down, throw it in the water, jump on it, you're gone. That's right. Okay, so the point of the matter is, we've really enjoyed it. We've used it a half dozen times. <laughs> practically brand new and you can win it alright so just be sure to register because the days are dwindling and the drawing is coming soon I've got it for the summer it could be yours forever thank you Sidhu alright let's get a traffic update take a break coming back Moonchild part 4 behind the music things are just starting to get pretty interesting yesterday when the band's condom broke, Ooh, that was scary, eh, Darkseid? Rough times. You're scared. One guy thought he was pregnant, but thank God he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, let's get some traffic from Psycho Dan, and we'll be back with more D. Snyder Radio. Psycho, what up? Got the message. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Tomorrow on D Snyder Radio, tune in for the faithful conclusion of Lone Child behind the music. I know I'm sort of putting the cart before the horse since you haven't heard today's 15 minute installment. It's a long one, but it's a lot of information. I mean, this is this is a career that flashed before our eyes, you know, and uh, many people didn't know the intensity. That was Moonchild as a band. And now the rumblings of a reunion. My God. I mean, really, it probably all it would take is for me to put my band back together and say, Dark Side, would you and the guys do it? Would you open for us? And putting the band back together. I bet they might humble themselves and say, well, we're used to headlining the bigger tours. But uh, we'll think about it. And might even get it back together. But that remains to be seen. <laughs> so you don't want to miss that tomorrow. But let me tell you about something really cool <clears throat> that I'm involved with. As a matter of fact, I'm the Grand March Marshal. Grand Marshal. Got a lot of sores in my mouth for some reason. Ever since Nick French kissed me, it's completely unexpected, Nick. I was just saying goodbye. Um, the March of Dimes ride. Bikers for babies. Zero to hero in 60 seconds. Catchy title, right, Beth? Definitely. Zero to hero in 60 seconds. This is a benefit for the Connecticut chapter of the March of Dimes presented by Indian Motorcycle of Wethersfield, Connecticut. <clears throat> I'm a proud Indian rider myself. Actually, I'm, a, I'm really a new biker. I mean, I've ridden over the years, but this is the first time I've owned anything substantial. And I'm psyched for this ride. It's happening Sunday, September 9th. We are cruising. What we're doing is we get together at 11 a.m. on Sunday the 9th, and I'm going to lead all the participants out on a 40-mile ride throughout the Connecticut River Valley to Westbrook, to the Westbrook Elks Lodge. Westbrook Elks Lodge. I can't talk today, people. Registration begins at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday the 9th at the Middletown Elks Lodge at Maynard Street in Middletown. The entry fee is 25 bucks for riders and passengers, and riders will be eligible for incentive awards if they collect donations that exceed $100. Bring your donations to the registration booth. 
The goal here is to raise 50 G's and have 1,000 bikers participate. How badass is that going to be? It will have to shut down traffic intersections just to let us go by. Join me, all right? Join the party. Uh, looks like it actually uh, my my former, uh, what, what do you call him? What, my nemesis? Mark the Animal Mendoza. Contrary to what you see in uh, Behind the Music, which was recorded months ago, we've since, we're, we're patching things up, you know? Things are uh, much closer to where they once were, Beth. And uh, he's uh, joining me. As a matter of fact, uh, Indian Motorcycle of Weathersfield is going to lend him a bike so he can uh, he can ride. He he's got bikes uh, at home, but um, he's coming up here. So we figured, you know, rather than bring his bike up here, maybe he'll ride something local, which would be fun. Uh, let's see all the information you need. Oh, check that out: pre-event registration party Saturday, September eighth, from four to seven p.m. at Hooters on the Berlin Turnpike in Weathersfield. Participants can pre-register for the ride and pick up incentive awards with their donations, enjoy food specials, music raffles, and the company of fellow bikers and chicks in little tops and hot pants at Hooters for the pre-reservation party to benefit the March of Dimes. Okay, and for more information, call 800-446-9255, extension 313. That's 800-446-9255, extension 313, or log on to org for more information. Fault Line will not be playing. Turns out that Hooters really is ill-prepared to handle. The kind of show that a Fault Line brings to the table. Uh, you know, they, they found out that they were actually going to basically bring a couple of uh, dinner tables together and thought the band could perform on that. <laughs> no. They actually need a stage. Um, and uh, so, unfortunately, Fault Line will not be able to play. But you can see Fault Line at 104 Fest in all their cock rock and glory. All right. I got some reaction here I want to uh, share with you people. People write in. Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. We have a lot to say. Some quick thank yous to Joe from East Hampton. Uh, Emil, all right, thank you. Uh, Johnny the Pool Guy, who's been listening to me, Beth, he goes all the way back to when I was on Long Island doing my metal show, The Metal Nation. He's been listening that long. And I think he's from Long Island, actually. And uh, he's a first-time writer. Welcome to the fold. Uh, Sarah, uh, a lot of people have been writing, Beth, including Sarah. I've got others as well. That lately there's been some atmosphere. Well, they don't know it's atmospheric. Mm -hmm. I know it's atmospheric. People, there's been some problems with reception of 104. My mom said the same thing. Weird. I mean, so one guy told me he was getting a station in Washington D.C. It's really weird. An FM station from D.C. Yeah, it's atmospheric. I've heard quite a few things about it. Actually, first of all, humidity, things like that play into it a lot. Cloud cover. Um, but I've also heard that there's sunspots recently, and that's wreaking havoc on all kinds of communication devices as well. Wow, I know AM waves bounce around like that really far, but FM waves, that's, something's going on up there. Yeah, definitely something's going on up there. So, it, really, nothing we can do. Our signal hasn't changed. Dark side, has there been any issues with the, uh, you know, with any of the antennas or anything like that recently? No, none. No, none. Has anybody, has Rick mentioned anything to you about... You know, people have reception problems. I talked to him about it. 
Uh, there's nothing that they, it, it's all atmospheric pressure. What you're just saying, there's really nothing that uh, they could do for that. Yeah, apologies, you know, and 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 people are pitching because it'll change from our station to another 104 in Boston or uh, in, in DC. I think it was Pierce Jeep said he was picking up Washington wow. DC. Bizarre plank message there. Okay, uh, on some more reactions here. Subject, bones of steel are found in metal heads. D, during yesterday's show, you mentioned a surgery you underwent in which the doctor had to break your nose and found it quite difficult to do so. Yes, I had a sinus operation while I was in there. Um, uh, I had the, them, you know, want to trim a couple pounds off the edge. Hey, did anybody notice my old nose, by the way? I saw it. Behind the music? Did you see it? Yeah, with the lob on the end. I don't know what I you call that. that. Oh, if you if you watch for some of the early shots, you can see how it was. Did you honestly notice? You're just making that up. It's got a thing on the end, like a it's like a little bulbous, right? A poly nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We call yeah it a poly I, nose. I called it an extra nose. A drip. <laughs> or whatever. Anyway. So continue. So they had difficult time breaking my nose. Yes, they did. So I was surprised. Darkside didn't mention that his dad had to go through a similar procedure. Uh, in Mr. Wallace's case, it took a 12-man crew from the Department of Transportation using hydraulic drilling tools to actually Bye. break his nose. Very amusing. <laughs> the operation lasted 23 days and was deemed successful. Uh, that's from Spark Pest from Cheshire. Why didn't you uh, hip us to that question? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> that's all he has to say on that. But the continuing reaction to the twisted behind the music, and we're going to see this, Beth, because... Mm -hmm. Well, it's on all the time, which is great. So this week particularly, it's on like every day. So more and more people are getting a chance to see it. And, um, and uh, hey, I'm your guy. And, you know, people are uh, proud of it. A lot of people coming out of the woodwork to take a moment to comment about it. Like Jill and Rob from Chicopee. They said, fantastic job on VH1. I didn't realize how bad things really were for the band. Oh, well, I guess that is why you got to tell your story. <laughs> That's how it usually works. Mm -hmm. You got to, like well, nothing bad happened to the band until they had to find out, like, we had something, like, if we were perfectly happy, like, we've been really successful, disappeared, and been lived happily ever after, there is no behind the music. They got to have something. Some ugliness in there. Anyway, thanks for keeping it together all these years and coming to Radio 104. We love your music, too. Thank you, guys. Barb Boucher said, Mad props for behind the music. I may be partial, but the guys in your band came, came out like babies. They almost sounded like they took none of the blame for the breakup or the infighting. You were awesome. Yeah, I pride myself on taking all the blame. <laughs> I do. I do. I mean, I think that, I don't know, it's, it's part of being a leader. You know, you, t you take the credit, you also take the, the screw-ups. And, uh, you know, the minute you point the finger at somebody else, it wasn't me, it was the he did it. I was like, oh, then you're not in charge? Okay, let me talk to the man in charge. I'm in charge. Large and in charge. Jen from Hard Hit in New Britain says, hey, I really enjoyed Behind the Music on Twisted Sister. I feel like I, know, I now have a better understanding of the band and you. I would hope so. Tina from East Hampton said, watching the VH1 Behind Music was very interesting. I especially enjoyed this because I connected some of your stories that you share with the peeps to the clips of you and the stories from the other guys in the band. This is what I was saying, why it's difficult to get a reading on the impact of it on the, the layman, so to speak, because you guys are privy to a lot more information. Like when the Minute Mendoza started going off, you guys knew about the, the blow-up we had. 
You know, I mean, you yeah. knew it. Where where someone, you know, some guy sitting in Oklahoma going, I didn't know that. You know, he, <laughs> it's the first time he's hearing about it. Mm-hmm. But you guys were already like hip to it to an extent. So a lot of the elements that were probably shocking for other people, <laughs> we already knew about. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So it's it's a, you guys definitely have a different different view on this. Uh, she continues, one story that sticks in my mind was the one where you decided that you were, oh, this is a story I told on the air, that you decided you were a skinny rock and roller in comparison to your brother. You sure were. The contrast from the interview of today to the clips of yesterday, yesterday were great. Um, you definitely, man, I was, I told you, remember that story I said, I looked at my brother, Matt, and I said, damn, I've got to get in shape. <laughs> Plus, it, you know, being that skinny and like diving out in the crowd, I never got my ass kicked because I had the element of surprise going for me. But at the same time, you know, you want to be able to handle yourself out there. Uh, she also wants to know, at what point did Suzette find you with the brown hair and bushy eyebrows or the, in the blonde days? Guess. Blonde. She, I found, no, I found her with brown, really? I was brown hair and bushy eyebrows. She's the one who started dyeing my hair, cut my hair. You know, not not the set. When I got twisted, I had I had brown hair and an Omdi Filet Me t-shirt on. And lastly, moving on to a completely different behind the music. This one, the Moonchild one. Spark passed from Cheshire writes, D, I found Moonchild's behind the music to be vulgar, inappropriate, degrading to women, disgusting, distasteful, and above all, offensive. And I loved every minute of it. The behind the music on Moonchild have been hilarious and entertaining. Well done. Great bit. All for now. Well, we've got more for you. This is a big installment to people. So uh, fasten your five-point safety harnesses and get ready for episode four of Moonchild Behind the Music. On D-Sider Radio, this is Radio 104. summer of 1994, Moonchild seemed destined to be lost in total and well-deserved obscurity. That all changed when Colonel Tom Parkins tapped Moonchild to headline his Lollapaloozers tour through northern central Connecticut and parts of western Massachusetts. I was originally looking for a band with style and stage presence, kind of a culture club for the 90s. Back in the day, that boy George, he knew how to work a crowd. I went backstage after a culture club show in 1985, and that guy was literally on his knees trying to please a few young fans. You just don't see that kind of dedication these days. Anyway, a copy of Wrath of Moonchild came my way, and I heard something there that I liked. I think it was the song, Yes, I Really Want to Hurt You, that got us the gig. Who knew Hayden Culture Club could get us places? The Lollapaloozers tour was an extremely sad and ultimately doomed attempt to pass itself off to stoner kids as just like Lollapalooza, just not. With ticket prices in the $250 to $4 range, the price was certainly right. The advertising proclaimed, come for the music, stay for the corn dogs," and promised two hours of God, peace, love, and happiness with Moonchild. We were finally going to be headlining a major tour, man. It was the best. Other than having it in our contract that we had to play Karma Chameleon every night, this was our dream. The parking lot of the Enfield Mall was a field of dreams that first day of the tour. There was almost a carnival atmosphere, owing to the carnival set up to the left of the stage. I remember telling mall security that two porta potties was not going to be enough for the crowd that would be coming, but I had no idea how right I would be. 
They say that hindsight is 2020, but we probably should have known that a corn dog eating competition was a bad idea. As the afternoon wore on and the 92 degree heat baked the crowd, Moonchild gathered in the band tent waiting for the call. Yeah, we kept sending Psycho to get more corn dogs, partly to get rid of him, but mostly because we love corn dogs. I was not a gopher. I was a serious journalist, a rock journalist with a story to tell, and Moonchild was pushing me away, not taking me seriously. I could not allow that. When My Puppy Just Died finished their set to a thunderous smattering of applause, Moonchild gathered for their pre-show ritual. In the circle of Moonchild, the band chanted Moonchild, Moonchild, Funky Funky Moonchild, while rubbing Troll's head for good luck. As the circle broke up, Darkseid lifted his leg and ritualistically broke brutal wind. I saw Darkseid's eyes get real wide. I got scared. I mean, if Darkseid was afraid of one of his farts, I didn't think any of us would make it out alive. For a minute there, I was totally frozen. I thought, dude, did I just crap my pants? He had not, but that was only the first thunderclap of the coming storm. As I left the porta potty, I heard the PA announcer introducing the band, and I freaked out, you know? I'm supposed to be on stage, so I ran past the crying children and angry adults in line, trying to apologize as I went. And then when I got on stage, I looked over at Weedman and just started laughing, you know? I'd seen the guy lying in his own vomit, but I've never seen him look so miserable. As we realized what was going on, we huddled in the middle of the stage and hatched a plan that would let the show go on. We turned into a jam band. Every time a guy came back from a porta potty, he immediately went into a solo and the rest of us decided who had to go worse and that guy got to take off. Yeah, it wasn't always a group decision though. One of us just ran off several times, leaving the rest of us clenched and really pissed off. I have a irritable bowel. He is an irritable bowel. After an hour and a half, their systems flushed but quivering. The members of Moonchild were finally all on stage at the same time. I looked at Day of the Mouth the way we were. I figured it was as good idea as any, so I nodded and turned to the rest of the guys. I said, let's rock, and we blew that crowd away. Rock and roll has a power that cannot always be explained or channeled. Sometimes you just have to get out of the freaking way. The crowd at the Enfield Mall that late summer afternoon forgot about the long line to the one working porta potty, ignored the searing heat from the baking tar of the parking lot, and declined to comment on the odd smell coming from the stage. The spirit of rock had descended on those stinking young men on that crappy little carnival stage. It poured out of them like the steaming contents of their intestines had poured out of them earlier. Kids with cotton candy in their hair, old women with memories of getting banged in the back seats of Studebakers, mall security guards watching groping teenage couples. Everyone in that crowd heard the sound of rock and felt its heat. I couldn't believe it. People really seemed to be enjoying themselves. After the way we were, we went into If It Ain't Rock and Roll, It's Crap. And I remember dusk was coming on, the moon was out, and we were upwind of the porta potties. We were all in tune, believe it or not, and nobody was throwing things at us. I remember thinking, this is pretty sweet. Online Sean was at the Enfield show. My favorite memory of that show is like watching the guys from the sanitation department trying to figure out what to do with this damn porta potty. I mean, they tried to get the hand truck under it, but the thing wouldn't budge. I, I, nothing would help. I mean, after about 15 minutes, they just put a couple of sawhorses around it, and then they taped the damn thing shut. With crime, you know that crime scene tape? They put that all around it, 
And I went back a couple weeks later and it was still there. I mean, I sat in my car for about an hour watching people park next to it, get out and jump back in and speed away. I saw some of the people were crying as they passed my car. Oh, yeah, Moonchild. They really tore that place up during Karma Chameleon. That porta potty's become kind of an urban legend. I heard the government got called in and then things got kind of weird. Ray Chambers, sanitation department head for the state of Connecticut. When we couldn't move the toilet with conventional means, we decided to ignore it for a while, hoping it would go away. Or that the smell would dissipate. It didn't. There were reports that some individuals heard sounds coming from the porta potty. But those are, officially speaking, unfounded. This is a recording of the 911 call received by Enfield's Police Department. Um, I, I, I want to report demonic voices coming from a porta potty. Sir, I need you to repeat that. Well, there's something inside this porta potty and it's banging on the doors. It's like some sort of like animal or something. Please remain calm, sir. I'm sure it's just someone in the john trying to scare you. You remain calm. This thing's not human. I'm telling you, it's the devil. Sir, where are you? Um, I'm in the Enfield Mall parking lot, and, and I'm a little scared right now. Is the porta potty taped up and cordoned off, sir? Yes, it is. Sir, get away from there right away. I'm sending the hazmat team and several cruisers. I repeat, get away from there immediately. The door's open! No! No! Sir? Sir? In the name of all that's holy... <sighs> I'll tell you what I know. A member of the hazmat team in full gear approached the toilet and, while inspecting the site, tripped into the porta potty and knocked it over. He found that the base of the john had been eaten away, and where it used to be, there was a hole in the blacktop. One of my men dropped a coin into the hole to determine the depth. He didn't hear it hit the bottom. The mall covered the hole the next day. You can't tell where it happened. I just wish people would stop trying to find it. One of these days, someone's going to stomp at the wrong place and we're going to have a baby Jessica situation on our hands. The mystery of the China Syndrome porta potty pales in comparison to the question of what happened to Moonchild at the Enfield Show. It was really quite strange. The boys swore it was the corn dogs, but no one in the crowd got sick, and I'm happy to say they ate a lot of corn dogs that day. I ate about 14 corn dogs before Moonchild even came on, and I felt great. Faced with the evidence, the members of Moonchild chalked the problem up to nervous stomachs. The tour continued, and everything seemed to settle into a comfortable routine. But behind the scenes, the band was in turmoil. At a stop in East Windsor, the tour bus erupted in violence. I kicked Nad's ass. That's bull, man. I almost ripped off his freaking head. Total girl fight. Slap fest or not, the fight reopened old wounds. I was sick and tired of the abuse. Everywhere we went, people were hungry for Moonchild. They wanted the show, you know, rock and roll. And as the voice of Moonchild, I felt I had to give it to him. You try hanging around with someone 10 to 12 hours a day and having him refer to himself as the voice of Moonchild or rock god Nads McTeague and see if you wouldn't feel the need from time to time to kick his ass. He really worked the fact that he was the only one of us with any sing ability. One day on the bus, he said, you guys don't get it. I am Moonchild. Man, we friggin' lost it. The other guys jumped on him and started to just kick the crap out of him. I tried to stop him, but um, they were out of control. And that's crap! 
I distinctly remember seeing Blister's foot come down on my face while he was screaming, That's for eating my Twinkie! I had my name on it. I mean, who eats a Twinkie when it's clearly marked with another person's name? He knew I loved Twinkies. He was just mean. So what? I ate his Twinkie. They're everywhere, man. It's not like it was the last Twinkie in existence. Something had to be done. When Colonel Tom Parkins came to the band with the news that the band had to lose a member because five is not an even number, the other members of Moonchild were more than happy to cut Naz loose. For the two hours that I thought we were finally going to lose that dick, I felt really happy. I really did. I'd been walking around with him around my neck for so long, I forgot what it was like to really feel normal again. And of course it didn't last. Colonel Tom Parkins had seen something special in Moonchild. Whatever he thought he saw, it was enough to make him put on hold his dream to become Corndog King of Connecticut so he could manage the band full time. I don't remember anyone asking him to become our manager. He just started hanging around and making phone calls. After a while, he started making decisions for us and, you know, being the lazy pieces of crap that we are, we just figured, what the hell, go ahead. Colonel Tom explained to the group that if they canned their lead singer, that would be the end of Moonchild. He left the decision up to the band, saying they were friends and bandmates. One of them would do the honorable thing. Obviously, he didn't know Moonchild as well as he thought. As soon as Nads knew he was untouchable, he buried the needle on the dickhead meter. Well, first I thought, we should get rid of blisters. Then I realized, if blisters is out, then I'm going to be the stupid one. I was the cute one. I don't want to be the stupid one. It was pretty obvious that this was going to be one of the members of the Double Bison Tackle Me. So I decided to launch a preemptive strike. Then Swampy falls on the floor and starts crying and yelling. Take one of them. They play the same instrument for crying out loud. I hadn't thought of that before. I'd been pretty confident it was going to be Nads. But what Swampy said was starting to make sense. Oh my god, he was pretty confident it was going to be Nads? Every once in a while I get this weird feeling that taking massive quantities of drugs and alcohol every day was having a negative effect on the band. A couple of bong hits usually takes care of it though. The choice was simple. Weedman, the band's drug connection, a definite plus. But the perception within the band that Dave Kilborn was prone to psychotic episodes with a willingness, even an eagerness, to wreak horrible revenge upon anyone who opposed him left the band with no choice. There are like a zillion guys who'll sell you drugs, and there's only one Dave Kilborn, but he's really big and scary, so I voted to boot Weed Man. I couldn't believe it. I remember thinking, they want to get rid of me? Half the double bass attack? I don't think so. There was no way our fans would stand for it. During our first show without Weed Man, I asked for a quick show of hands, how many guys are in Moonchild? I got the biggest response from the answer. You mean, you guys? Meanwhile, Colonel Tom was cranking up the publicity machine, getting Moonchild a coveted feature in Tiger Beat, Connecticut. The magazine's win a date with Dave Kilborn contest set a Tiger Beat record for the most angry letters from parents and an article entitled Swampy, the Shy One, focused on his flatulence. Nah, I was so pissed. Everyone knows Darkseid is the one with the gas problem. I finally got some press and all I get out of it is a bunch of little girls following me at the mall making fart noises. I might have mentioned something about Swampy liking to yodel off the back porch, but I can't believe they ran with that. I guess the self-abuse material was a little strong for Tiger Beat, Connecticut. Colonel Tom called an urgent meeting in the fall of 1994 to inform the band about an incredible opportunity. He wanted us to sell Amway! When the band tabled the Amway discussion, Colonel Tom announced that he had signed a contract to lock in Moonchild as an opening act on a big new tour. 
the Glen Slam Butthole Jam. I looked at the other guys and I thought, who put this guy in charge? It's not that we didn't appreciate the effort. It's just that it sounded kind of, you know, gay. Really gay. Before they could be let out of their contract, Moonchild had to find a willing replacement. Immediately, Darkseid thought of Sean's band Crack, an early incarnation of Faultline. The thought of Crack opening up for a bunch of bands on the Grand Slam butthole jam just made me laugh. Moonchild was at a crossroads when a startling revelation left him only one path. In December of 1994, rumors of a Barbra Streisand sex tape began to spread. The videotape was being shown at parties throughout North Central Connecticut, and copies were being shared. Colonel Tom was present at one of these parties. I was disgusted. When the hostess appeared with the videotape in hand, the whole party went silent. She invited anyone who didn't care to see the tape to adjourn to the kitchen. So being a great admirer of Miss Streisand, I started to leave the room. I hadn't taken three steps when a huge roar of laughter made me look back. On the screen was a naked young man sitting in a reclining chair in front of a television set, with both the chair and the television slightly turned to allow the camera to capture all the action. I was shocked to find that I recognized the young man. There on a big screen TV was Wiley Nads McTeague. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it, he was pleasuring himself while he watched Gentle. I don't want to open this up again, but let me say once again, for the record, I, like many men, find girl-girl sex scenes arousing, but full-on porn cannot approach the erotic heat created by a fully clothed Amy Irving as Hadass and Miss Barbara Streisand as Yentl, a young woman disguised as Anshul, the yeshiva boy. I made that tape to capture posterity in the essence of my own personal enjoyment of this great movie. I might buy some of that crap if I hadn't heard the audio portion of the tape where Nads kept screaming, Take me, Yeshiva boy! Take me now! Next, the end of the dream. I knew they wouldn't last without me. And later, Nads pulls a Lentino. It's weird. Women were like throwing themselves at me after that tape came out. When behind the music continues... <laughs> Take me a Shiva boy. We're back. Oh, man. What a band. What an ex I mean, it, uh, my career pales in comparison to the excitement of a Moonchild. Yeah, we went through it all. And that whole circle of Moonchild thing you did before each show? <laughs> yeah. That was rubbing Troll's head for good luck? This is, this is, that's the kind of stories. That's legends are made of. You guys should have thought <laughs> of that, thing. I know, I know. But we were wise enough not to have the corn dogs. Although I myself have had the experience, Dark Side, so not the corn dogs per se, but right before the show, porta potty, the whole uh, deal in Germany once. Uh, it sucked, man. It sucked. Never felt quite clean again. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We're coming back. News, I believe, is next. Is it not, Beth Lockwood? It is. I mean, on the road with Mudbone as well, but what's going on out there? Well, I'll tell you what happened with that giant Powerball drawing last night. Did anybody win? Also, who double dips chips and who doesn't? Some research has been done on that. Also, Little League coach accused of mooning his team. Stink-free <laughs> sneakers soon to hit the market. Also, research into how much money is wasted on research study we've all been waiting to find out about. <laughs> That's the research to end all research right there. I'll tell you who is going to host this year's Miss America pageant. Also, Mariah Carey getting ready to talk. I'll tell you to whom. Also, Bono has a death in the family. Pretty sad. And The Exorcist. 
They're looking at doing a prequel. Give you an update on that. Uh oh. All right. And like I said, uh, we've got on the road with Mudbone as well. But I'm sorry for the delayed. Due to the moonshine behind the music, the delayed traffic report, but let's give you one now. Psycho Dan, lay it on him. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. The Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. It's crazy talk. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I thought D. Snyder died. On Radio 104. Hey, you know who Shannon Elizabeth is? She's that girl in the uh, American Pie movies, plays a foreign exchange student, I believe. Mm-hmm. Did you see American Pie, Beth? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. On a rental. On a rental? What you, what'd you feel I about thought it was it? pretty funny. Yeah, you did? Yeah. It's nice of you to loosen up a little bit, get crazy. Anyway, um, her scenes weren't very funny. <laughs> Rather erotic, wouldn't you say, Nicholas? Yeah, like her a lot. I didn't remember until after that that scene was really quite... Hmm, I don't even know how to put this. Explicit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she uh, she's in a new movie called Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, that's what it's called, right? Yes, and yeah, of course, American Pie 2. And American Pie 2, of course. And uh, we uh, did an interview with her yesterday. Because it's opening up, the movie's opening up on Friday. So we're going to pl- play that for you tomorrow. You have that to look forward to. I'm going to tell you another story about a Euro sticker. I love these stories, Beth. <clears throat> this is D. I was driving on Route 8 in Waterbury when a green convertible came flying by me in the left-hand lane. The woman in the car, who was quite attractive, was waving at me and giving me a thumbs up. At first I thought, why is this great-looking woman waving at me? There's no way she was giving me a thumbs up to my car, which is a Ford Escort. And it definitely was not a way of flirting with me, as she was way out of my league. She then pointed down with her thumb to her back bumper, and she was proudly displaying her D-Euro sticker. I proudly display mine on my back windshield. At first, I thought it was cool, you know, another D fan. Then I thought, maybe this could be my way to get chicks in the sack. (laughs) I'm thinking of tattooing D on my forehead, for God's (laughs) sakes. I will keep you updated on my progress. Your loyal listener, the Lizard King. (laughs) P.S. Sorry, Beth, don't hate me. I mean... Hey, whatever it takes, Lizard King. Whatever it takes to open the door. (laughs) You may want to change your name first. (laughs) As I said... As I've said, it speaks volumes about the person with the sticker on their automobile or vehicle. It says something. Or play up that whole Jim Morrison angle. That can't hurt you. Getting women. Mm. Lizard King. I, you know, exactly. So uh, you might want to lose the escort, dude. Uh, anyways, but go for it, Lizard King. Good luck to you, sir. And rest of you out there, where's your D-Euro? Is it on your car? I don't think so. I know a lot of you are going, but D, I've got them on my car, but there's a lot of work to be done. Go to Radio104.com, click on the D Euro icon, find a location near you. Here are just a few of our newest locations. In Ansonia, find them at Family Laundry and in Branford at Branford Hobbies and Strategic Environmental Solutions. In Clinton, they're at Aragoni Detailing LLC and in Danbury at Gateway Country and H&D Automotive.
In Hard Hit, New Britain, they're at Sherwin Williams Paint Store, and in New Haven, they're at Ted's Auto Center and Westville Gourmet. In stores, find them at Bird Dog Liquors in Trumbull at Lake and Main Service Center in Vernon at We Are Wireless, and in Wallingford, our newest location at Cobra Automotive. In Waterbury, Town Plot, Spirit Shops, got them, and Skate the Planet. In Watertown, Depot Squares, Wine and Liquors, and Cavallo's Italian Specialty Shop, Deli. It's a combination thing. In West Hartford, the Racket Coops got them. In Massachusetts, find them at Agawamic Country Jeep and in Amherst at Mailboxes, etc. And lastly, on Long Island, another location, Sag Harbor on the East End at Tight Line Tackle. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, get a euro on your car. We already represent people. Got some reaction here. People, uh, you know, just uh, writing into Captain Howdy at Radio One Hundred Four. Whoops, Captain Howdy at ClearChannel dot com. A couple quick thanks to Kim in Suffield. Mark Thunder, thank you for your nice letter, man. Appreciate it. Observations, uh, Chuck. Great story, Chuck. Sometimes people just tell me stories about, you know, it's about him and his brother fighting over who's going to look like D on Halloween <laughs> back in the eighties when they were kids. <laughs> Him losing the coin toss, and then he kicked his brother's ass, and his brother walked around for the rest of the day looking like a beat-up D. <laughs> he ruined his makeup. Uh, here's an interesting uh, observation from Dank. Good morning, D and crew. D, I was wondering if the hazmat crew has been into Todd Thomas's office to pick up his carpet. Rumor has it Sean was in there on all fours barking like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Actually, D, he was um, squealing. Come on, squeal. Squeal. <laughs> Well, you know how rumors yeah. travel. Exactly. There's right. a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> 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 really get those high notes, Sean. Yeah, well, I've been working on it. <laughs> Apparently. You just slip in on this is where it all begins there at some <laughs> yeah. point. Uh, this is uh, still this is one of these ongoing reactions. I guess sometimes people don't have a chance to get to the computer or ponder. You know, some of the things we talk about for a couple of days regarding parents doing it. Remember we were talking about that? I guess about a week ago mm -hmm. about that. It says, guys, I can't help commenting on how you all get freaked out when your parents tell you they have sex. My father announced to me about a year ago that he and my mother have not had sex in over 25 years. He has prostate trouble. I'm sure he was too proud and too macho to go to the doctor and admit that he can't perform. They have also been arguing for about as long as I can remember. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> my father is now 79 years old and he's got some sort of mental illness. He believes my mother is cheating on him, which is not true, by the way. He accuses her of giving his money away and sleeping around. He has not let her out of his sight in two years. <laughs> this is true. I'm not making this up. <laughs> So the almost 80-year-old thinks his 80-year-old wife is sleeping around. Hmm. Oh, man. God, the end is scary. Uh, believe, continuing, believe me, I would throw a party if my parents even so much as hugged each other. Yes, I admit I, admit I wouldn't want to picture my parents having sex either, but it's much better than having them be miserable. That's true. I think his point is, you know, is that it could be worse. You know, there's no intimacy. There's ugliness. We must have intimacy, people. And uh, more reactions behind the music. There's tons of them, by the way. 
Uh, let's see. Andrea Pitch said, uh, I enjoyed seeing all the old footage. Uh, Mark Mendoza is really scary. <laughs> uh, and Beth commented on how some of the band had packed on a few pounds since the 80s. Did you notice how thin Tipper Gore was back in the day? Talk about packing on the pounds. Did you notice that, Beth? I know that she was a lot slimmer then. A lot slimmer then. She was she was quite the hottie, mm -hmm. you know? You were going like, you know, a lot of the bands were going, hey, you know, we'd throw you one on the bus if that's what it takes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Sona Woman writes, I was stunned to see you, D, in the pseudo S&M leather strap outfit. Cher's got nothing on you. <laughs> <laughs> That bitch ripped me off. Uh, okay, uh, this letter says, uh, first say, I've never been into metal, and anytime, this is another writer, by the way, and anytime your videos came on MTV, I would change the channel. Okay, this sets up for an interesting observation <laughs> on Behind the Music. <clears throat> that being said, I watched Behind the Music with great interest and curiosity, and my main observation was that I couldn't believe how your band was so rejected by the music industry when you were no, war, no offense, not necessarily an anomaly. There was Bowie, New York Dolls, Alice Cooper, who all wore makeup and bizarre costume, costumes. Why was the industry so opposed to your image? That's a good That's question. what pissed me off. Good for you for persevering, persevering and dominating. Just too bad. It was so short-lived after all that work. Um, I'll tell you what. Probably, in fairness to the industry, which I really hate to be fair to, is that that era was considered to be done with. That was considered to be over. You know, when we... The band formed during the, the when I wasn't there. By the time I joined, the Alice Coopers and the Bowies and all that glam stuff was had had moved on. And people said, "This nobody's interested in that." And we were standing there going, "Have you seen Kiss out on the road?" I mean, Kiss was continuing to tour through all those times. It was supposedly over carrying the torch for that stuff, you know. So she's right. It was it was kind of ridiculous. So I changed my mind. I don't. I've decided not to uh, be understanding of the record industry. <clears throat> um, here's a letter. Um, that person didn't sign that letter from Spudfish here, though. says, I have to agree with the fact that behind the music seemed to revolve around you and the band rather than the whole band. If the band didn't like it when you left, they should have tried to carry on. It just proved to them that you were the glue that bound the group together and they couldn't make it without you. I think they portrayed you as more of an a-hole than the great person and musician you are. I beg to differ. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I mean, then again, like, yeah, perception's tough to, for me to uh, glean. I mean, certainly the band, you know, clearly thought I was an a-hole. And I admitted to being a bit of a nut. But, uh, you know, but you know what? I'm driven. All right? I was a general. What can I tell you? Sometimes generals are called a-holes, Beth. Uh-huh. Hey, you a-holes call me an a-hole? You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Howie the Man says, D, all these comments about you with the afro and mustache. <laughs> What's up with the peeps? Don't they know that you were one of the members of Casey and the Sunshine Band before you joined Twisted Sister? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, none of you guys ever saw Casey and the Sunshine Band, or you'd be laughing. Uh, and the last letter I'm going to read here uh, is... Uh, D, I give you a lot of credit for the success that you were able to build for yourself twice over, and I give... Suzette, equal credit for sticking to, with you through all the rough times. You're a lucky man to have such a family. Right on, man, kidda. No doubt, I know that for sure. Thank my lucky stars. Okay, people, Mudbone is back. He's on the road, 
and all is right with the world. Let's find out where he is today. Welcome to On the Road with Mudbone. Hop in, ease the seat back, and enjoy the ride. Having just spent all summer globetrotting, it is now time to return home to America and visit those one or two states that you just never seem to have time to see. However, while the states has always been very kind in welcoming my African-American brothers and sister off the boat, dating all the way back to Moses, I fear there is one particular state that poses a threat to my heritage. So heed my words, stay out of Texas. Texas is so different from the rest of the country that its borders are lined with barbed wires. Though most people aren't aware, Texas is the only state that still practices slavery. Just ask President George W. Bush. He made all his millions from a prosperous cotton plantation with hundreds of slaves. Another slave plantation you don't know about is Troy Aikman's Cowboys. But he's gay and since has been deposed. And don't mess with Texas prison system as they will fry your ass just for stealing a sneaker bar. Hell, Texas even has a designated town called Wacko where they put all the misfits and mentally insane people. Ain't that some f***ed up shit? On Friday night, all the locals gather in a saloon and dance in a single file line, just like the way Adolf Hitler used to make his soldiers march. They call it two-stepping, but it sure looks like goose-stepping to me. They are all so crazy down there that the Texas cattle ranchers actually accuse Oprah of poisoning all their cows. Eating them, maybe, but poisoning them, not Oprah. And watch out for the wild mechanical bull charging throughout the countryside, too. They got a saying down in Texas, remember the Alamo. Do me a favor while you down there, whip out everything you got, and take a piss on that bad boy. That'll give them something to remember. And remember, flies or bees bothering you? Spray them with hairspray, and they will take a quick dive. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Join us again next week when we'll be on the road with Mudbone. Well, I guess we'll be seeing Mudbone down in Texas anytime soon. No. Slavery. Yeah, I, I knew things were bad, but I didn't know they were that bad. You would have thought that would have come out about George Bush during the election, but I hadn't hadn't heard any of that in the mainstream media anyway. Um, Got a lot of control. You were impressed, Nick? Uh, what? What? <laughs> Troy Aikman just, you know, taking shots at the guy. He's retired, you know. He's at home relaing. Well, what do you say? He's and gay. So anyway. what if he is gay? I mean, what does that mean? No, that? well, that's like, the whole point. You're making insinuations that the guy is a quarterback for the greatest team that has ever played <laughs> the sport of football, oh, and you're okay. saying that he's gay. You can't do both. And you're either gay you or you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've discussed this before, but being a world champion quarterback with three Super Bowl rings, you know, he he's, can't be gay at the same time doing that if he's a quarterback for a Dallas Cowboys. Well, his boyfriend begs to differ. Okay? <laughs> he's married! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got to get to some news, but first we need traffic from the Psycho One. Psycho Dan. 
All right, this traffic report is brought to you by the Center for Culinary Arts in Cromwell. All right, traveling on 95 North, once again up in Brantford. Exit 56, the highway is shut down the center and left lanes. The right lane is getting by right now. That's because a tanker flipped over carrying liquid sweetener. Watch out for that as you pass by. It's really just causing a minor delay. 84 East, still a little slow traffic coming around the Park Road curve. 84 West, beginning to build up over the Bulkley Bridge, 91 South. You're going to slow down from exit 36 down to about exit 33 where police are in the HOV median with a broke down car. 91 North is delay free right now. Traveling on Route 2, just a little bit slow from exit 4 getting up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is slow from exit 4 down to the Connecticut Turnpike. 95 South, you'll, inst- you'll encounter some steady traffic going from exit 51 leading up to the Quinnipiac River Bridge. Route 8 is a smooth ride. At 749, I'm Psycho Down with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. <laughs> Well, get back online. There was no winning ticket for the $193.5 million Powerball jackpot. Your next shot comes Saturday. A spokesperson for the Multi-State Lottery Association says that jackpot will be at least $280 million, which would be the second largest lottery jackpot ever. I noticed quite a few Connecticutians are breaking for the border. Well, no, you can buy tickets here. Oh, you can? Mm-hmm. Are we part, we're part of the Powerball? Connecticut is. I don't think that you are in New York. No. That's where they come New on York over there. Yeah, that's why they're flooding the borders. Oh, I thought I thought that Connecticut had to go up to Massachusetts no. to uh, cross over that. We, oh, man. That's awesome. Is anybody bought a Powerball ticket? No, but I'm seriously considering investing that dollar for $280 million. What could it hurt? Dark side. I'm going to go get a couple, hell yeah. Yeah, if there's any time 280 to... $280 million? Do it, it's now. <laughs> right it's almost... It's the uh, last time we ever saw you. <laughs> yeah. The, the record is what, 293 or something no, like that? No, it's in the threes somewhere. Those those 12 auto workers in Detroit? Or I may be wrong with who they were, but no, there was a group a, of There were two people who won another multi-state, I think just last year, and they split 300-something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Nick... Yeah, got a dollar. Got a dollar in a dream. What? Yeah, go I got a dollar. I'll, I'll probably buy one, unless I forget. But uh, mm. I hate that. I like buying it because you're kind of excited because what you think about what you would do with the money. Which you is know, neat. Everything. It's fun to think about that so, for a day and a half. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like doing that. You know, thinking about what I'm going to buy with the money and stuff. But what would you do with the money? What? I, um, it's so I, tough to even. Think what you do with that much money? Yeah, with that much money, really, you yeah. can do anything you want. Yeah. yeah, I would probably buy some of the people here in this building and make them work <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Making them be your houseboy. Yeah. yeah, and then I'd hang out with you, D, Long Island and stuff. Take a little vacation, <laughs> sit by the pool. Is that you, right? You, hang, you, you had all that money and you'd go hang out at D's house. Well, yeah, it's D. You know what I mean? I'd just be like, yeah, D, I'm going to take a vacation for a couple of weeks. I'm just going to hang out here by the you pool. you get your own house, man. You yeah. get your own pool. You'd be your own man. You buy your parents' place and you, put, you boot them out. Yeah, that's true. No, I would, um, I, I have to repay my parents, so I would pay them back first and I get all that taken care of. And then... Wouldn't you I, throw them a little extra? Uh, my dad's still working, you know? <laughs> you, you're a terrible <laughs> stuff. Look, Nick, you did it again. You, you barely even talk anymore, and, uh, and you open your mouth for two seconds, and you're upsetting people. Brianna from Bristol's on the phone. What's the matter, Brianna? 
I can't believe he would say a gay person could not be a starring quarterback. You can't believe Nick would say that. No. <laughs> Come on, you can't. You, I could. I would. Are you kidding? I couldn't believe if he said, you know, a gay person could be a quarterback. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's the most stupid statement in the world. I mean, the fact is, there's tons of gay athletes out there. <laughs> not that play NFL football. How do though? you know? You think that they they wear a triangle on their backs when they're running down the field? No, but you can't be a professional. We'll fan. handle this, Priyanka. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a professional anything if you are gay. Your sexual orientation has nothing to do with anything. But what you do in the privacy of your own home is your own business. Nobody cares. I never said it wasn't. All I'm saying is in all the other sports, okay, I can see it, but not in the NFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you been to the West Village? Have you seen the size of some of those leather guys? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's different. These guys are trained athletes that are bred to play football and you can't be gay at why? the same time while doing I don't doing understand that. why. Why could you not be gay in the NFL? Why? Because most of these guys go to big colleges and they're they're with the team all the time and they would get exiled so almost you mean from all the these team guys that they're because so what you're saying is most of these guys spend their their days morning news and night hanging out with guys <laughs> in the locker room and on the field grabbing guys and falling on top of guys and uh huddling and with slapping guys. guys on the ass huddling with guys <laughs> riding on the bus with guys riding on the plane with guys and there's no way that these guys could ever fall for one another or be gay. Well, Especially a quarterback who's staring at the center the entire <laughs> well, game. Well, maybe that's how they let out some repressed feelings. Staring at the center, he's staring, staring, staring at the center's like ass. Yeah. I know, but he's doing it in a very heterosexual way. <laughs> as heterosexual as you can do something like that. Yes, exactly. Sounds very, sounds very straight to me, doesn't it, Brianna? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. We'll, we'll, we'll take it from here, Brianna. We got under control. I mean, yeah, he's okay. a lunatic, Brianna. Don't let him upset you. He's, he's a raving yeah, no, mad lunatic. No way there's even one gay person in the NFL. It's not no. possible. No. <laughs> they have a weeding process. <laughs> well, Gary Condit begins a campaign tonight aimed at salvaging his political career. People in his congressional district and across the country are waiting to see how he explains his reported affair with Chandra Levy. He'll be interviewed by Connie Chung on ABC. <laughs> I don't think he's going to explain anything. I think he's going to use the time to hit on Connie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is he humoring you? <laughs> Did you do anything on the side? You know, why did he pick Connie Chung? Well, you know, that's interesting. Yesterday, of course, I was saying that I, I pretty much dislike her interview style. There was an article today I was reading in the newspaper saying that they speculated that she was chosen due to her lack of of hard-hitting interview skills. They think that she'd be the least likely to ask the toughest questions. Oh, my God. Ted Koppel would destroy this uh, guy. Mike Wallace? He would not even be alive when he came out of there. Sam Donaldson? His hair would look horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> even Barbara Walters would rip into him. I know. I know. So you're probably right. They chose the weakest person they could find. Surprised they didn't grab somebody from Entertainment Tonight or one of those people. <laughs> Mary Hart by. will be interviewing Gary. Mary Hart. <laughs> so come on, Gary. What was the real thing going on there? It's kind of kooky, isn't it? A new tropical storm has sprung to life in the Caribbean. Dean has already brought heavy winds and rained Puerto Rico and is now headed for the Bahamas with winds at 60 miles an hour. Tropical storm Chantal, meantime, has fizzled above Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. 
I'll tell you, I still bear the scars of Hurricane Andrew. Uh, mm. Every time I hear of a new tropical storm, it runs a shudder through my body, actually. I'm uh, sure, having lived through that, I wouldn't blame you. You see the, the havoc one can wreak being in a hurricane, and you don't think it's quite so funny anymore. Mm -mm. So, uh, it's, it's, now, uh, one thing I, I, I'm not sure of, mm -hmm. is this hurricane season? Or is it kind of premature? No, it's, uh, I don't remember if it's June to October. I think it's something like that. I think it goes to November. Does it go that late? You'd think I'd remember after living in Florida for a few years, mm. but so it is. So it's prime it is right now, I think, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Well, a new survey from the Association for Dressings and Sauces finds Americans are dipping more than ever, on average, at least once a week. This is, of course, using something to dip into a dip product. Oh, I thought you were talking about chewing tobacco. No. Okay. <laughs> Women tend to use raw fruits and vegetables for their means of conveying dip. Men, however, tend to reach for the chips more often. As for double dipping, the phenomenon where you take the chip, dip it, bite it, and dip it again, 70% of respondents admit to being double dippers. Seventy percent. Who is guilty? I'm, I'm guilty at times. Well, I can understand at times. If I'm having my own private dip, just yeah. me and the carrot sticks or me and the chips and salsa, I'll double dip with of course. Abandon. What about what about you and Glenn? Mm, yeah, probably we would. I mean, it's, it's, and what's within, the harm within my household? Mm -hmm. The thing to it, difficult is with since that's the usual environment. That I have mm -hmm. the dipping going on, you you forget because you're comfortable within your own family. And everything I don't, you know, I don't care if the kids mm -hmm. double dip. I'm not afraid of my own kids' right. germs or whatever, you know. Uh, but when you go into public, oh, common source of, container, you can't. You kind of find yourself wanting to do it again because because uh, double dipping is just you know is awesome. Even that thing where you dip one side and then you bite and then you try to spin it so you're dipping the other side. I don't the think clean should, side? Yeah, I don't think you should do that either. You can't do that? Because mm -mm. you've I already pawed it. That's true. And you also have your fingers on yeah. the other side. That's no good. Nick, double dipping? Uh, no. You, not really. I, you're pretty I, weird like, about food. Yeah, I never... Um, I'll only... Uh, have dipped by myself. If anybody else, I don't care who it is, anybody in my family or whatever, I I won't be a part of that bowl. You're nervous that possibly somebody has doubled it before you got there, and you yeah. just don't know. If there are any chips or anything like that at a party, I just stay away from it. I don't need them. It's gross. I don't want like someone like dark side saliva and the freaking dip bowl and stuff. Coke, you know? Dark side. Can you imagine what's going on over at Dark Side's house when his hillbilly <laughs> friends get together? Yeah. Double dip and they got their paws in there, their feet and everything. They're just, they're just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, take note, Dark Side Dave. There's a new addiction in town, and it is www. How many would it take? Dot com. Hmm. <laughs> what? How many? What would it take? Beers. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's a new website, sort of like uh, what's the other one that you had up there that was your uh, all-time favorite? Am I hot or not? Dot com. Yeah. This one shows photographs of women and men, and then you have a listing where you can choose sober, then anywhere from three beers up to a half a case, and then a full case. <laughs> Oh, this is, uh, oh my God. How many would it take? 
<laughs> that is, is awesome. sweet. Uh, we've yeah. just lost Dark Side for the rest of the show. Now, now, Nick, do you have any kind of a system like that? I, I'm a non-drinker, right. so I don't really. Uh, I have you know, so I really don't have that working for me. I never did. Yeah, play it straight up. But sometimes at the end of the night. Alcohol helps. You know, <laughs> do you take a look at what the you know what you got going there and say? I better have a another. Couple more. Um, not for a while. You know, it usually happens where I get pretty drunk and then all of a sudden, you know, obviously the girls are looking a lot better than they were a couple hours before. But I, if I'm in a case where I'm sitting there with a chick and I get a drink more to do it, that's going to be a rough one. But I've taken the dive. You know what I mean? You got to. Yeah, to. To be totally honest, I think in my day I've noticed some women I've been with throwing back a few before we left the, left the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with hogging Ooh. it. You know? Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> A baseball coach in Texas accused of mooning his team to get them to smile for a photo has had charges against him dropped. One player's mother said Bob Ross, who coaches a little league team, dropped his pants in front of the team showing, quote, half the crack of his behind. Why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? Mr. Ross says he simply lifted his shirt but didn't drop his pants. A judge threw out the disorderly conduct charge. Mother said, Mr. Ross turned toward my son, unbuckled his pants, unzipped them, and pulled them down where you could see half the crack of his behind. She was oh, upset. Oh, Mom, come on. <laughs> I know. What's the big deal? Moaning is good, clean fun. It's a I mean, butt. It's a butt, for God's sakes. I suppose... Kids probably laugh their ass off. I suppose maybe you would just say, at the very most, hey, you know, coach... Maybe you shouldn't drop your pants in front of the yeah, team. But I don't know if you need to file age, charges. I mean, it, you know, if, as long as his ass is facing my kids, <laughs> good, clean, fun. <laughs> now, Nick, he tried to make his team laugh doing the other side. So, uh, <laughs> they did think it was a riot, though, in Nick's defense. Yeah. So they laughed pretty, pretty hard. Yeah, but the picture has everybody pointing and laughing, <laughs> which doesn't, doesn't make a good team photo. <laughs> Hey, Beth, we got to take a break. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll come back. We'll, we'll do more news. Hey, uh, Alex from New Britain's on the phone. Oh, Alex, not there. I made him wait so long. Alex uh, came down to the station yesterday and met me. He's actually a, he drive. he's a, what was it, uh, who was with me when I was, oh, Cleaver was with me when I met this guy. He, he, he's a, um, a driving instructor. Mm -hmm. Kind of and, awesome. Yeah, and uh, he says that, like, you know, the people he teaches, he likes to listen to Radio 104, and most of the people he teaches, you know, don't want that radio on during the time when he's teaching, but he has this really cool uh, student named Allison, Allie, who likes Radio 104, and so they're, they're driving, and she's, he's teaching her and listening to Radio 104, and she says, hey, you know, why don't we stop, we're right near 10 Columbus Boulevard, let's stop by the station, and maybe you can meet Dee and say hi. So she said, well, it just could just work. And they stopped by. And sure enough, I happened to be there. And uh, we got to hang out. Hey, Alex, how's it going, man? All right. How you doing, D? Good. It was good to meet you yesterday, bro. Hey, listen, it was my honor. And um, I just want people to know that you are a guy that knows how to respect a fan. Since uh, yesterday, just with a plain, strong handshake and a look straight into the eye, you proved that you're not full of, 
You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate uh, that. Unlike some of those other famous people. Well... Uh, being infamous as I am, which is more than famous, Alex. Uh, no, I mean, you know, it's great when I can meet guys like yourself. I mean, you're, you know, you'll make the show happen, and uh, I really appreciate it. I mean, Alex is, uh, you've been, he, Alex was telling me that he, he grew up in Puerto Rico and used to listen to my records, Beth, to get inspiration while he was trying to learn English to come over here to the States, oh, right? Wow. Right, Alex? Oh, hell yeah. You know, I, I had to learn what the heck is it that you guys were singing, so. I had to get a dictionary. <laughs> if you could figure out the words to I Want to Rock, you, you're hey, all set. I enunciate. I'm one of the few enunciators in the rock and roll business, man. You can understand what I was saying. And that about. part where you start singing really fast and I Want to Rock, you lose oh. me for I, a couple I know, seconds. I know about the part I Want to Rock, and uh, and when you uh, beat up the dad, that's how, that was about it. So I started grabbing the dictionary and started looking through the words and finding <laughs> out. That's great, man. Well, Alex, it was good to meet you yesterday, too, and thanks a lot for calling in. And uh, so you're going to pass Allie, right? You're going to pass her in your, her driving test? I'll tell you one thing. She's a heck of a driver and a heck of a student. I'll tell you that. That's right. She's the one who said, why don't we go down to the station? So it was good to meet you, man. See you again at some other event, all right? All right. Take care. All right. Take Bye. it easy. All right. We're taking a break. Coming back. More news. Don't go anywhere, okay? It's D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. Guys, I quickly give Cuz the boot. Just confuses <laughs> things. You know. I don't know how long he'll last on the bus. But, yeah, you know, he's, he's, so, he's very likable. So it's all good. They may have him stick around. It's all good. Yeah. And he, and he doesn't, you know, yeah, but he sucks the comedy out of the scene of situation. But Chaz and like four or five female listeners are going to be hanging out on the bus with Sully and the boys. You know, so they might want to work some voodoo on Chaz and Cousin Chris could screw it up. You know, it could screw it up. So they'll be broadcasting live from the bus. Carlito's going to be broadcasting live from Godsmack. Big show uh, tonight. Is it tonight? Tonight. It's tonight, right. And we got the Sully interview in just a little bit. We taped it uh, a couple days ago. And we're going to play that for you in a little bit as well. And we may have a surprise guest calling in in a little bit as well. Uh, I'm not planning on it because I don't depend on rock stars anymore. So, okay. So, that's said. Uh, we do have some reaction, Beth. Big Great. reactions to your things you've been talking about. I'm pleased. Uh, somehow we got into a Christina Aguilera over Britney Spears. There's a story yesterday that brought cheers all around that Britney Spears walks around naked. Right, 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 So we right, posed right, right. Lopez versus Spears <laughs> versus Aguilera. Well, uh, you know, Eric from Waterbury says, Dee, don't you think it's a little strange that just a couple of days ago, Nick, during hypothetical, sounded like he was thinking about you when you guys were discussing what man you would sleep with? Couple that with the fact that Christina Aguilera <laughs> stole your look and he would pick her over Spears? He says, uh, D, if Nick ever does stay over your house, I hope you're a light sleeper. <laughs> Whatever you no, do, don't sleep I on did. your stomach. No, I picked her because she's a crazy bitch and she <laughs> would be in bed. That's why right. I picked her and Britney Spears is a little bit more prude. Well, unsigned fan, unsigned fan says writing because uh, he agrees with Nick on the part of taking Christina over Brittany and also with the part that Christina would be more fun in bed. Nick, I know that you're Italian like me, but don't let this get to your head uh, that I agree with you because the fact is, uh, even though I'm a paisan, I don't agree with you 99.9% .9 of the time. <laughs> uh, so it's just, he happens to agree with you now. Diesel Dogs says J-Lo definitely over Bettina and Christina. Hands down. 
First of all, she's got the butt, then the face. Lastly, she's Spanish, and he's heard some wild things about Spanish people, okay? Um, Allison Wonderland said last night, Dan Rather ended his newscast with the following. JFK and LaGuardia airports uh, reported record-breaking numbers of flights to Sweden. Uh, <laughs> most of the travelers being male. Apparently, the word's gotten out, what Beth mm -hmm. was talking about. The women over there seem to be in need of a good man. Mm -hmm. And they're open to all options, basically, <laughs> was the story. And lastly, on a sad note, uh, one of our regulars is leaving the country. Matt Kidda says, uh, I hate to say this, but this Friday will be my last morning of listening to D. Snyder Radio. Forever? Yeah. It says, not because you guys said something that offended me, even though Nick said that my last email was soft. <laughs> so please don't blame it on yourselves. I really hope that you guys get syndicated or fix that internet thing soon. I don't want to miss any more of your shows and absolutely necessary. You see, thanks to Beth Lockwood's newscast, I heard that in Sweden, 79% of the Swedish women want more sex. Yeah. That's quite the percentage I start packing after dinner. You just can't argue with those numbers. <laughs> I'm sure you understand why I must do this. And we scared for a minute, my kid. I thought we were really oh, losing says, you. He says, hold it. There's been a change of plans. Beth just mentioned another newscast that Britney Spears likes to walk around her house nude. I think I'll be staying in the States until further notice. Phew. It's a close okay. one. Okay. So he's back. Let's get a traffic update and then back in some news. We may have a surprise guest in a little while. We may not. This is D. Snyder Radio. That's how it works. Psycho, what's going on? All right. That's just news. Adidas has designed what it claims are odor-eating sneakers. They've taken out patents both here in the United States and also in England, and they will launch the sneaker sometime in the next year. They're lined awesome. with friendly bacteria, which keep the shoes smelling fresh and clean. They say if they're successful, they may explore the possibility of using this technology on their clothing as well. Shoes will retail for about yeah. 85 to 90 bucks. If only they would share this knowledge with the makers <laughs> of the mandal. Nick, you could sure as hell use it. Smell-free mandal. Be nice. You got a stinky damn feet. Yeah, they're only... They're, my mandals were only like 20 bucks, so I figure, you know, I might get... What the hell is that smell? It's <laughs> that bizarre. Bad. They're open-toed, and they smell. Well, yeah, but the bottom of your foot still sweats, right? Yeah, and that's what happens. I mean, when my foot starts to sweat, I take my feet out of the mandals and kind of rub them on the carpet a little bit. Oh! <laughs> to get the, well, how else am I going to get the sweat the burn off? mark in the production studio. <laughs> how else am I going to get the sweat off my feet? You're like I a just... dog. You leave your stink. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> it doesn't stink. It's just a little perspiration from my socks, feet. socks, dude? Wear socks You don't wear something. socks with sandals. You, you don't wear the sandal. Oh, God. God. You know what? Now we have to have Hazmat come in and take the carpet out of <laughs> our office. <laughs> well, research being done in England shows millions of dollars are wasted each year on research. <laughs> the investigation looks at I research projects funded in England, concluding many are ridiculous and time-wasting. Two, they pointed to, about $200,000 spent on a study of Scottish vowels, funded by the Economic and Social Research Council. Ah, like the eye in shite? Another, yes. <laughs> exactly, like that eye. <laughs> That's a perfect example. Yes, it is. Another study explored bad language as a concept in German folk linguistics, and that study took almost $200,000. Nick, are you hearing this? 
Yeah, I'm hearing it. There's uh, money to be had. I know. There's gold in them Mar Hills. <laughs> this is the best, singularly the best study ever done. Nick, I think you should do a study on this study about studies. <laughs> <laughs> I think this requires a study. <laughs> I mean, I want more information about this study. Who, who came up with the idea for this study? It was a magazine. What are his credentials? I mean, uh, I think we need more. We need more information, Nick. I, I don't know what you're waiting for, man. You're just the we guy got that to get book it. in the office from that guy with the question mark, the Riddler, whatever yeah, his name Matthew was. Matthew Lasko. Lasko. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Riddler. Man, it's that book is is like it's it's a damn encyclopedia. It's so freaking thick with information, and you're walking around with pennies in your pocket. I know. It just doesn't seem fair. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, around 30,000 people descended upon a Spanish town for the annual massive tomato-throwing fight. that ha happens every year around this town. Over 130 tons of ripe tomatoes were dumped into the street for the festival for goers to throw them at each other for two full hours. Oh, that is awesome. This Where is, is that? This is in Spain. I've seen pictures of this in, in travel <sighs> magazines. Basically... The entire town, when they're done, is just red, and there's tomato sauce running through the streets. Awesome! They think this started back in 1945 when a fight broke out at a carnival near a vegetable stall in town, and people started hucking tomatoes at each other. The following year, they thought that wasn't so bad, and so they did it again, and it was officially given recognition in 1959, and they still do it every year to this day. A couple of things... They have to grind the tomatoes in their hand a little bit before they throw them at somebody so that they don't injure anybody. And nobody ever really gets injured. That's great. That's good. It's not clean fun, but it's yeah. that's good fun. And I can now that we are the uh, proud growers of produce at home on Long Island, so that set up a little tiny garden. I mean, it's really small. It's uh, about, what the hell was that? <laughs> um it's really maybe three by three. I mean, she's got some basil and parsley mm -hmm. and things like that. And she threw in a couple of tomato plants. We only have like a few. We've got a couple of plump tomato plants and a couple of beef steak tomatoes. Mm. And you get an abundance of tomatoes. Mm -hmm. That's why people I mean, are always giving them to neighbors and coworkers. Yeah. yeah. Too many to, de to deal with. And now we've got all these overripe tomatoes that we're throwing out because well, you can't. I'll take them. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, the happens is this is our first time doing it, and they get they split, they get so yeah, ripe they, they split. Bad. So I, I'm gonna tell Suzette, don't throw them out. We're gonna throw them at the kids. Just <laughs> make them into sauce. <laughs> just, make, just throw them at yeah. each other. It'll be Have a good time. Yard. Party. Those Snyders are at it again in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, German readers of Germany's Playboy may be sadly disappointed when they turn to the centerfold of the September issue and discover a Volkswagen. Oh. No woman lying on top of it, just a Volkswagen. The company bought the centerfold to celebrate the 25th anniversary of its Golf GTI model. So the centerfold will feature a photo of the silver-colored car against a dark red background. Very sexy. They say it would be very funny. It should be paintless. <laughs> Meg's, no paint on it. Yeah. That's good. Just in its raw state. Yeah. Yeah. The magazine Ooh. will, though, include a second, more traditional layout of Miss Majorca. So, you can also read that. But disappointing for others who are expecting something else. Miss Majorca? Likes and dislikes. Oh, yeah. Dislikes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Likes include high-octane fuel. <laughs> <laughs> dislikes include potholes. I thought you scared me because I thought you said 
Bjork. Was there, Miss Bjork? I'm like, oh no, not a nude spread of that bitch. Oh, that would oh, just be a, it for you. It's they, a just find, sniff. They would just find a note in your body. Oh That's my it. God. I'd take my own life if there's any nude pictures of her. <laughs> well, no camera that could photograph it. <laughs> Tony Danza will be heading up this year's Miss America pageant. The former star of Who's the Boss will host the 81st annual contest scheduled for 8 o'clock on September 22nd on ABC. Danza replaces Donnie and Marie Osmond, who are co-hosts the past two years. He is now 50 years old. And he looks fabulous. He does look good, doesn't he? He always looks fabulous. I always liked Tony Danza. Nick, I would think you'd be a Tony Danza fan. Yeah, I am. I, back in the day a little bit. He's gone soft, too. Yeah. Sometimes I confuse him with Stamos. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but it just, just seems like you know, he's a paisan, he's yeah. Italian guy, got up there, was a boxer. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he was, and he got discovered as a boxer and brought onto a television series, to a taxi. Yeah, I liked him during. Well, I was in a bit. I was a little bit too young for Taxi, but um, who's the boss? That was a great show. Yeah, and Alyssa I mean? Milano. But now, yeah, and Alyssa. It's but great now watching doing, her grow up, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but now he's doing like a weird show. It started as so who's sure. the boss, and his, then it's ended as like who's the hot babe? <laughs> 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 who's the hottie? <laughs> Well, Barbara Walters will be the one to interview Mariah Carey. Her first post-breakdown interview will happen on 2020, 2020, September 12th, the day her upcoming soundtrack album, Glitter, is to be released. I hope her breasts weren't injured. I doubt it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's, uh, she's, I don't know what the deal is with her. We'll find out. She doesn't tour. Have you ever noticed that? I did never notice, probably because I never would have purchased a ticket, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember her ever coming yeah, around. Yeah, she's got all these gazillions and gazillions of albums sold. She doesn't tour. She, she does do specials, things like that. I always see her Occasional belting out songs on, on VH1. Not, right, a one-off, yeah. like old school, like you see on the movies, where a person does a song mm-hmm. and then they leave. That's the show. Uh, she doesn't tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, huh. you know, I mean, I, I don't know what exactly is the deal. I, I, I take that as, as, as a I don't know. I think it's an arrogance, quite honestly. I guess if the albums sell themselves, why would you? Why would you bother? Mike, I'm curious. uh, um, This this movie she's doing, Glitter. Mm -hmm. How bad do you think it's going to suck? She's going pretty bad. Pretty bad. They they postponed the movie release because they want her to be asked to be able to promote it. They held back the album. It's coming out, but it's coming out any any week now. I think it's it's got to be mm-hmm. really bad. She doesn't show any signs of any ability. She's not a performer. She's a sing- she's a great singer, yeah. but she's not a performer. Well, keeping on subject, Mira Sorvino denies that she and Mariah ever got into a cat fight. There was a recent report that cited a producer on the set of the movie Wise Girls who said Sorvino and Carrie got into a fight and ended up wrestling on the floor. Mira says they did get into a verbal argument but didn't have any physical contact and she says they made up the next day and are currently on good terms. Believe it or not. Are they both banging Matt Dillon now or is that, uh, cause that's the word I got? That it was a whole Matt Dillon thing going on there. Mira or Mariah? I don't know. Well, Mar- no, Mira who would you pick? Doing that. Oh, Mira or Mariah? Hmm. Hmm. 
Mira is a uh, well. They both are double-edged swords. They, I mean, they've got their good days and bad days. Mira can look really hot, and mm-hmm. other days can look, be a little bit um, scary. Do you agree with that, Nick? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I guess Mariah seems like such a snotty bitch that I would definitely want to get over on Mariah <laughs> and then split. <laughs> And tell my friends about it. <laughs> and talk about it a lot and stuff. Good answer. And, you know. Good answer. Yeah. How about you, Darcy? Uh Mariah. Definitely. Mariah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Nikki? Mariah. Yeah. Right. Same reason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about her. She's got nice butt and everything. I like that. She has nice legs. Yeah. 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 For miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's word that the Foo Fighters have canceled all of the last three dates on their European tour because drummer Taylor Hawkins was hospitalized. According to a statement, he apparently overindulged during festivities at the V2001 Festival in England. Ended up in the hospital Tuesday morning in stable condition. No other details are known. I don't think That's they a meant. Drag, man. I don't think they meant at the hospitality tray. That's a drag. He's a drummer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a drag. Well, you know that what's his name? Uh, Dave Grohl could. Too bad he can't do it all himself. No Does kidding. It in the studio. It's a killer drama, that guy. And some sad news Bono's father has died, and Bono still was showing up for his concert that night. His father, Bob Houston, had cancer, and Bono had been flying after every show back to Dublin every night to visit him, even through the entire tour when he could. Just hours after his death, Bono took the stage in London and dedicated a song to his dad, thanking him for giving him his voice. Sad. <clears throat> That's sad. I'm sure you it's one of those to... things where you talk, you had talked to your dad, and he said, "Listen, I don't want you to disappoint eighty thousand people and play the no, show." That happened with our yeah. own band. AJ Perro's um, dad had cancer when we were riding high. I mean, here things, everything's are going amazing, and his dad's dying. And his dad was tremendously supportive of AJ throughout his career. He's one of those supportive dads mm-hmm. as opposed to mine. And uh, and uh, his dad uh, told him, I mean, literally on his deathbed, he says, I want you to play. I'll tell you, the solo AJ did that night, seriously, was staggering. Staggering. That guy played one for dad, and he played his heart out. And uh, and uh, I'll never forget it. And it was pretty cool. It was really emotional, you know, just to, to do that. But that's what his dad wanted. As if your dad said that to you, Dark Side, go on with the show. Do play the fart machine more, <laughs> more times. Yeah. And let one fly for me, son. Think of me when you're playing the farts. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go up there and play the fart concerto of your life? Uh, Wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I guess I would. Probably. If dad told you to do it? <laughs> This is for you, Dad. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. <laughs> Do you hear me, Dad? <laughs> this is great. See, this is what we would get. I'm pleased Mr. Wallace don't leave us anytime soon. Yeah, definitely not. You guys probably wouldn't be able to handle it without the nose jokes. <laughs> what would we talk about in four hours? 
We feel bad. <laughs> we feel very bad. Finally, Nick might even feel bad. Well, the search goes on for the star for a prequel to The Exorcist. Producers will be in the Chicago area tomorrow. They say their ideal candidates are African-American boys between the ages of 12 and 15. This is an open casting call. The prequel to the original 1973 movie deals with Father Marin's early battle with the devil. However... <laughs> My bone's a little old. <laughs> He's young looking, though. Is he yeah. youthful? 15, though. He has that, well, I mean, a little makeup on him. He can yeah. look good. Uh, that's really smart because they reference that just like they did in Hannibal, where he mentioned in mm-hmm. passing this person that survived and they built the movie off of that. That, you know, this could be a really cool way because I remember them talking about the last exorcism he did and how it nearly killed him and all those things. That could be great. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was in the works. Yeah, I don't know if they could just ever recreate the magic that was the exorcist. That movie is just too freaking terrifying. I'm sure my dad uh, will have me over to watch the uh, prequel if it ever comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Try to emotionally scar you again. <laughs> Texas over the Yankees, 8-1 last night. Anaheim beat the Red Sox 4-2. Mets 2-1 over Colorado. Mostly cloudy later in the day, a high around 80. Tonight, showers likely in the 60s and tomorrow some clouds. Maybe a couple of showers in the morning, but then into the upper 70s. It's 63 at 8.34. you see what Slam and Sammy Sosa did yesterday? I didn't. Three home runs. Wow. Three home runs in one game. Have you been following this uh, Bronx team from the World Series? I think you were mentioning this kid to me before, this pitcher. Yeah, this pitcher. Holy, wow. Amazing. No kidding. He's just shut out, shut out after shut out. He's smoking. Nobody can even get near this kid. Yes. Uh, And, uh, yeah, but but Barry Bonds, I think uh, Sammy's five away from Barry Bonds, who's leading with home runs. So we got a little home run duel starting up again. Which is always exciting for the game. It's uh, definitely exciting. All right, we're taking a break. Coming back. We may have a surprise guest. We may not. We do have Sully in the can. (laughs) <laughs> Relax, Sully. He's a, little, Sully's a little uncomfortable with any kind of suggestion of homosexuality. Uh, we mean that we've taped Sully. We say that's in the can. So uh, we have an interview with him. We may be talking to a special friend. Uh, all kinds of things going on. It's Dee Snyder Radio. You don't want to leave. Keep it locked. This is Radio 104. Dee Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. Dee Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder. This is the privilege and responsibility we share on Ray 104. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, we look forward to uh, entertainment news from Beth Lockwood. Always. Hooked into the world of entertainment and what the hell is going on this weekend. Friday is upon us. We are here to tell you what your options are. Also, one of the things that you might want to do this weekend, if you like the metal, check out VH1's rock show Friday at 12 p.m. That's midnight because me and the entire Twisted Sister band host it. And we had some fun. There's some pretty funny stuff going on there. And some good tunes. Old school, new school. That's Midnight Friday, VH1's Rock Show. Okay? I uh, got some reaction here. We have traffic for you. And as expected, our uh, special guest didn't call in. Actually, it would be one of the signs of the apocalypse if he did. So, uh, 
No, no, we didn't tease them. They didn't fool me. No longer will they fool us. No, no teasing and promoting in advance. Uh-uh. When we book people, we should just say something like, is this for real or are you just kidding me? Because I don't understand why they eat, people even bother to say that they're going to call if... Then just say you're not if you know you're not going to call. Well, it's well, probably wishful thinking on the part of the people who are putting the interview together because they want the promotion value. Up. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to promote. The promoters are trying to promote the show. Hence the name. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> some of the talent is not very... Dependable? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when I call in interviews, Beth... 90% of the time they say you're on time like they're stunned that I actually called in at a you know at the appropriate time and I showed up although I'm starting to get a rep for being one of those guys who does so but anyways uh, some reactions here uh, people write to us at Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com to comment on the things going on in the show or maybe just to say some nice things about the show like Cindy by the way Cindy tell your husband what's his deal told her that people our age, I guess it means my age, shouldn't be, because uh, she's telling she's only listening to the country station. No, that's for people who are dead. Now, actually, to each his own. I know we got plenty of fans who, once, you know, we go off the air, switch over the country, whatever you're into, whatever floats your boat. Me, I like the metal, me and Cindy. Uh, this is uh, Dave. Thank you for your letter. And no, I can't read this on the air because the person you slandered is a butt of mine. Um, thank you, Melanie, for your letter. Uh, who She mentions that she, she she's from Longmeadow. She says she would date Nick any day. Awesome. How old Melanie is she? Melanie from Longmeadow. Married. Just married. And wishes oh. you luck, Beth. Thank you, mm. Melanie. Missed that one. More reaction on Behind the Music. Bill G saw Behind the Music uh, and says... Uh, one thing noticeably missing from the show was other rock stars commenting on the influence of Twisted Sister on other bands of that time and those that were to follow. It's undeniable that Twisted Sister was a major influence on the glam metal movement that was developing on the West Coast. Early Motley Crue and Rat come to mind. It would have been cool to hear what they had to say about TS. Yeah, um, I don't watch a lot of those behind the musics, but that was something that wasn't there. Uh, I understand that a lot of them, they often include interviews or comments from other artists about the band and we didn't have it i think sometimes they do yeah yeah and but we've had comments on you know the top 100 hard rock bands of all time and the i mean people had i mean the influence was definitely there but yeah it was i guess uh it was odd you know uh Genghis john says i didn't think that i didn't think leader of the pack song or video were that bad. In fact, I liked it enough to tape it off of MTV back in the old days. I still have it. And anyone want to see it? Anyone? <laughs> anyone? <laughs> he says dark side insert cricket sounds here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Vinny Man writes, just wanted to say no matter what they said on VH1 Behind the Music, you are an awesome guy. They need to understand you wrote the songs. Maybe if they were more talented, they would have made money like you did. You are a god. I hope what they said doesn't bother you because it doesn't affect any of your fans' outlook on you. Do you rule 104 rules? Keep up the awesome work. Not at all. <laughs> if I was affected by what people said about me, I'd be immobilized. Okay? That's for sure. Um... 
You know, now that I think about it, uh, Dark Side Dave told me the other day that Moonchild never blew off an interview. They never had an interview, but they had never would have blown it off. Um, matter of fact, they were all amazingly available for the behind the music we're doing on them. Anytime's good for us. Anytime at all, really. Um, we'll travel. Okay. Yeah, def definitely. All right, on to uh, another subject, Sagan Zivas. Uh Surprise, it was quite a reaction. Klepto Kyle writes, yesterday, Sagan Zivas got a little out of control. How's that for an understatement? Particularly when Darkseid bum-rushed the production studio in an effort to rescue the ill-fated voodoo doll of his dad. However, he ended up ripping the doll's arms off. The best part was when D, Beth, Sean, Nick, Darkseid, and Psycho were all yelling different things at the same time. I was almost in tears. It reminded me of the Saturday Night Live sketch where Larry King was interviewing 20 people at the same time. Never saw it, but it, it, it was a scene in here, man. It was a scene. Yeah. Barb Boucher says, good for Darkseid. He is awesome for defending his dad. I was laughing so hard my supervisor came to see out what was wrong with me. I almost fell off my chair. Italian versus the Scotsman, I feel a pay-per-view coming on. Now, how is your dad after you ripped his limbs out of the sockets? Yeah. I talked to him last night. He was a little sore, but he's all right. <laughs> he rebounded. He's okay, yeah. They spread him out all over the house and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, that's it, Nick. Last letter comes from Clark's brother. Subject psycho is screwed. Well, D... After Psycho's little outburst yesterday, I think it is safe to say that Mr. Wallace, who has had a great sense of humor so far, is going to cut off Psycho's ears. Here are some signs that you are being stalked by Mr. Wallace. One, you find a voodoo doll of yourself with its ears cut off. Two, you get threatening sounding messages on your voicemail of someone blowing their nose. <laughs> <laughs> threatening nose blowing. I think you've got to pay for that, actually, though. So. <laughs> Not going to pull that one out, huh? Three, you went to the studio to find each of your headphones has been cut off. <laughs> and most importantly, four, you're taking a shower, and all of a sudden, through the mist, you see the silhouette of a gigantic nose. <laughs> Watch out for that stuff, Psycho. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And speaking of Psycho... Let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Psycho, what's going on? Uh, just a couple other uh, quick letters and reactions to Sagazi Voss that I missed. D, I got to tell you, I think I cracked a rib at the end of Sagazi Voss when you yelled, I'm at the helm, as Darkseid <laughs> gorillaed into the production room and ripped apart the Mr. Wallace doll. <laughs> uh, it's from Sparkfest in Cheshire. Howie the Man says, D, yesterday during Sagazi Voss, uh, the clue mentioned a car. And Nick said, anal intruders, <laughs> as his answer. Beth was quick to point out, quote, there were no cars in that movie, unquote. Beth, are you and Glenn checking out Sean's porn collection or what? <laughs> it's from Howie the Man. Just a little joke, Howie. Uh, there were no cars in that one, which is a very good movie, by the way, anal intruders. Uh, okay. Like I said, we were expecting a call from a guest who, you know, we're actually going to give him a little more time because... He is a drugged-out rocker, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just could be a little behind, a little slow. But we do have an interview we did the other day with a non-drugged-out rocker, at least not when we were interviewing him, Sully from Godsmack, okay? And this is how things went. And they're playing tonight at the CT Now 
Com, Meadows Music Theater, and Radio 104 is broadcasting live this afternoon and tonight. Chaz and Carlito will be hanging out there celebrating. They're with, they're with the Deftones and with Puddle of Mud. All right, this is the interview. Check it out. The Snyder Radio, Radio 104. Sully from Godsmack. How you doing, man? What's up, bro? How are you? It's D and Beth. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? It, Good. I don't know, man. I feel like Beth, this guy is like, uh, this is my, my almost, my. he was my first interview. Ooh, if you had to. My first choice was Brad Pitt because he's kind of pretty. If you had to, who would it be? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want the normal questions? That's terrible. That's like kind of saying that I would possibly consider f***ing a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. We I would probably go with, well, what was your answer? You said you were going to tell me yours first. Okay, well, first I said, you know what? Realistically, I can't really chop anybody up with a lightsaber, so I don't have a lot of use for it. So I said, I get more use out of the flying skateboard. But then Nick said, yeah, but you walk around with that thing just hooked on your belt, like dangling there, and people see you got a lifesaver. Life, <laughs> lightsaber. That's really going to, like, blow people's minds, you know? Yeah. No it's, one's going to F with you. It's a pretty amazing weapon, but um, I, I think I would have to go with the skateboard myself because I think I'd, I'm, I'm more into sports and activities and stuff so that would be so sweet that skateboard i like the, the delorean looks great but it doesn't really go very they only have like six cylinder engines in them bet they weren't very fast cars yeah but this back to the future. yeah this one can actually go through time d oh that's true are oh, you talking about the back to the future one what do you drive you, you, you know now you got a couple bucks you drive anything interesting I no, I have a well, I have a Harley that's pretty tricked out, but I have um, oh. I drive a Ford F three fifty. Oh, a truck guy. Yeah, I like truck. right on. I live in New England, so it's, <laughs> it's not like I. Oh no, I'm truck guy too. I've had tons of trucks, Broncos, I got SUVs now as well. We're talking with Sully from Godsmack. Uh, the new album's called Awake. The single's Bad Magic. They're playing at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater on Thursday, August twenty third, with the Deftones and Puddle of Mud. Sully, thanks a lot for calling us the show, man. You got it. It's great talking to you, bro. Take care of yourself, all right? All right, we'll see you soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye. We're back. Like I said, the big show tonight. We're broadcasting live. Radio104.com. Radio104.com. Radio104 Radio is going to be down there. Chaz is going to be on the bus with the band. Something tells me she's been on a bus with the band before. Just Interviewing you know, probably, them. Yeah, interviewing and stuff. She's, you know, she's a rock, rock chick. She's been in the business for a while. Probably knows a way around the bus. I hear she had a good relationship <laughs> with uh, Creed. She goes way back with Creed. I don't know if she would appreciate your innuendo. <laughs> what innuendo? Please. <laughs> You're oozing. You notice the sexual innuendo? Playing, Doesn't I'm take playing. a genius. I like jazz. <laughs> we appreciate each other, and she appreciates my package. And you know my rule number two: if you she... like my package, I like you. I don't know if it was an appreciation or that she was horrified. <laughs> well, I, well, did you hear it? She noticed. No. She noticed. How could you not, though? I mean, right? I know. I, you wore stuff in your pants. No, I swear to God. There was some strategic placement going on. There had yes. to be I mean, an attention getter. You've got no choice. When your pants are skin tight, you've got to get your junk in, the, in a certain area. As Mark Wahlberg said, you know, once you put on those pants, you know why the band moved that way. You had to. You've got to pull your junk together. 
can't have your junk all over the place. <laughs> like in them baggies and those boxers. Who knows where your junk is? At any given time, do you know where the stuff is? Yeah, you could have a ball down one leg, another ball on the other leg. The, the, the penis could be pointing up at the sky. God knows where everything's going. It's all over. It's drooping. That's why they call it a package, Beth. They don't call it a disbursement. It's called a package. It's meant to be presented and carried in such a fashion. Now you like your scrotum split in half and one ball's to the left and one's to the right. It's like a big it's bowl not? of franks and beans. Where is it right now? Mine's Where's your stuff right now? In the middle. My scrotum's hanging down in the middle, I guess. And my <laughs> penis is laying on top We've of got, it. you know, armadillos in our trousers. I mean, it's really quite frightening <laughs> the size. So you're saying that... Um, well, I, well, maybe that works for you. I, I had to pull everything in one area. Keep it, otherwise, it just it became unwieldy. Beth, it was everywhere. <laughs> Have you ever had that problem, Nick, where everything's unwieldy? No. <laughs> 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 All right, taking a break. Coming back. Um, so pretty sure that the interview's not happening. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't yes. tease these things anymore. Thank God. Uh, see, Dark said just sent me a message. His nuts are split right now. See. Aww. Oh. I, don't, I don't even want to go yeah. with the thought of a scrotum hanging from that kid. I mean, it was so disgusting. <laughs> you and so me both, yeah. You and me both. I mean, <laughs> too much information. Yeah. It was just like you could see the smell coming off of, in that crotch of him. All the stuff that's it's going like on there. But yeah, between his ass Twice. Okay, okay. Taking a break. Coming back. Um, we actually... The other morning... I hope this is as enjoyable as it was to me the other morning. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. But it's worth a shot. When you listen back to it, when you were loading it, did it sound funny? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, okay, because... Uh, we were busting psychos, not chops, you know, we, as we often do. And usually we bust them in the mor early in the morning, though. That's when it gets at the worst. You know, it's this whole STP thing mm -hmm. he's got going on. He's so into Stone Temple Pilots. And I heard that they were actually a Journey cover band, or at least Wyland was into Journey uh, and a cover band at one time. We have to try to get some confirmation on that. No, yeah, they were yeah. in a cover, Journey cover band. <laughs> you don't know. So, uh, so we 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 got the tape, and it got pretty funny. And I thought you might enjoy hearing, like you know, you people listen later in the day. You don't get to hear what goes on in the morning first thing. Well, this is first thing. I believe we were. It was psychos. Each morning, one of us chooses a song. This was psychos song choice. Is that how it all started? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're gonna take a break. Come back. We'll play you that tape. Got some reaction. What have you? We'll have fun. It's D Steiner Radio. Stick around, okay? It's Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Are you offended? He has a name. You call him by his name. D Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buslin. There's, there's something. Radio 104. And now back to D Snyder Radio. Ah! On Radio 104. Things going on again tomorrow. What the hell's going on this weekend? We'll be here to tell you what's out there to do. Summer's winding down, the party ain't over yet, people. All right, and uh, I do want to turn you on to the voices of metal. What are the voices of metal? 
<laughs> well, it's a uh, concert. It's a tour. Some of the 80s most powerful bands. Vince Neil, the Motley Crew, of course. Rat with Stephen Piercy. Slaughter and Vixen. Okay, a couple powerful ones and a couple of others. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nick's going to lose uh, his mind. Another one. Yeah. Warren D. Martini was a hell of a guitar player, and really is. Who will it's not be here with the band? It's crap! <laughs> okay. Which one is this, Nick? Lay it down, dude. This is a big one. It's huge. He, he only needed the first note. Yeah. If there were a name that rat tune, Nick would have really <laughs> cleaned up. <laughs> well, takes one to know one. Okay, uh, anyway... Uh, let's see. They're going to be at the ctnow.com Oakdale Theater this Friday night, August 24th. And if you are calling number 10 right now to 860-666-4444, you will win a pair of tickets to the Voices of Metal this Friday. Okay? Enjoy the show. Old school. Saw a picture of... Uh, somebody emailed me a picture of uh, Vince. He's looking pretty good. That's <laughs> good. If you're the Michelin man, oh my God! He was a little bit bloated when I saw that. He needs to run his ass around the block a few times. <laughs> but the voice is still there. And you loved it back then, you know you're going to love it now as well, okay? So just remember that, people. Got some reactions I'd just like to uh, read here uh, from people. Uh, first of all, some quick thank yous to Blink Freak, uh, to, 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 to Heather, who's finally finished paying the price. Her price, that is. The price meant a lot to her. And Abby, thank you for your letters. To Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. And some big reaction to the Lizard Man yesterday. Who's in the studio with us. Genghis John says, your interview with the Lizard Man was insane. Hearing him describe how he uses a hose to bring up his bile and then lets people drink it gives the Sobe slogan, drain the lizard, a whole new meaning. <laughs> Is it Drain the Lizard? It's Drain. <laughs> uh, um, Gets the hose again. I thought Draining the Lizard was something different. Uh, Fresh Frankie writes, D, I'm sure Darkseid's dad was thinking, what an amateur, when the Lizard Man put only the three-inch bit and not the whole drill up his nose. <laughs> what an amateur. <laughs> Very amusing. Uh, Clark's brother writes, uh, D, I must say that the Lizard Man was quite intriguing. Now, Nick, D. Steiner Radio's, ver now, Nick, D. Steiner Radio's very own sideshow has finally found a level he can aspire to. Oh, man. Dude. That's rough. You don't got a chance. And this is an in from Xiaopi Zhang. Uh, Stacy from Southington won the Voices of Metal ticket so you can stop <laughs> calling. She's going to the show. Uh... <laughs> Oh, man, I was just going to make a really bad joke. Um, I'm not going to say it. I'm stopping myself. It's really horrible. Okay, Eric from Waterbury. No, I can't. Eric from Waterbury uh, says, uh, The Lizard Man is off his rocker. Two years ago, I saw him as part of the opening act at the Webster for Godsmack, who I can't wait to see tonight. So, enjoy the show, Eric. And lastly, Mad Kidder writes, I was amazed to hear how normal the Lizard Man was able to speak with his forked tongue. I would have thought that he would have a lisp or something like that. Good point. Yeah, I hadn't, didn't even think of that when he was in here. I was too freaked thing, out by his whole appearance. The photo in, online on the website um, does not do that 
forked tongue justice, does it? It was no. pointy. It, it was. was definitely pointy, and he wiggled them, and he twisted them around over each other. He overlapped them and stuff. Beth was freaking. Well, and when he showed us the driver's license of how he used to look before he got into all the modification, he was a good-looking kid. Now he yeah. looks like a lizard. I mean, I, I mean, he was. He was relatively handsome, yeah. attractive guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what possesses people, but I was puzzled. Satan. I think Satan possesses people. No, he really enjoy, if he wants to do what he's doing. It's yeah. a lifestyle for him, and uh, he didn't seem sad. The thing is, there's no going back. There's no, no going no, back. No. He's going to be however old he gets, 75, 80, 90, and he'll be the lizard man. Yeah, it's your, it's, it defines you yeah. as a person. It's a, it's a career move. A big one. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a big one for sure, a real commitment. All right, speaking of Beth Lockwood, uh, this is one of your finest moments in my estimation. Thanks, D. On, on many levels. You were adventurous, you were bold, you were sassy. I sang. And, uh, and I've wanted to play this. It happened a couple days ago in the morning, and, and I thought it was enjoyable. So uh, check, we all did. Check it out. Okay, this is two mornings ago. Each morning, we take turns because we play one song a day. It's right after the we call the opening salvo, the opening of the show. And then... We play one song, and then the show goes, and there's no more music involved in the song. And to that end, we pick, have to pick something from the existing playlist of Radio 104. So we can't just go, I can't go back and pull out some, you know, a Sir Lord Baltimore nugget from 1972. Everyone's looking, Sir Lord Baltimore, what the hell's that? Killer band out of Brooklyn. I don't want to get into it. Okay? Anyways, uh, but the point is we have to play something from the list, and it was Psycho Dan's song choice. And this is what happened. 6.15 in the morning on D. Snyder Radio. All right, whose choice is this? Oh, what a surprise. Could Psycho Dan. Parking lot Excuse me, how come it says I have more time to talk? Oh, I give up. This is Hollywood bitch, Stone Temple Pilot, Psycho Dan's choice on D. Snyder Radio. Wake the F up. It's Radio 104. Could What is this? It sounds like Dave Matthews Band. It is Dave Matthews. <laughs> Where's Psycho Dan? Dan says this is Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. The computer says it's Stone Temple Pilots, so deal with it, Dan. The computer is wrong. <laughs> and it stinks. This is, why, this is why this whole computer thing might be a problem. What's going on, guys? What's, I, don't, what's I don't know why Darkseid's looking at me. I just... Oh, no, says, no, I never heard a Hollywood bitch before, and it says Stone single. Temple Pilots. It's a, yeah, it's their new single. No, I've heard it on the station. it's not that great. Well, I've heard it on the station. <laughs> it's not that great. I couldn't <laughs> find... It's an old Dave Matthews song. <laughs> they <laughs> totally yeah. ripped Whoa. off Dave Matthews. I know. So Wait a second. Sorry, I said, wow, he's really derivative yeah, now. Yes, all right. <laughs> Let's <laughs> get one. Yeah. I don't we know play, what's going on. Can we play uh, something from Journey instead? <laughs> Just to fill in. I this might, song sucks. I might have the real one here. Hold on. Okay, try it again. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, I wonder who's loading in socks. I'm sorry, I couldn't find the playlist, and I went into the computer to look at the list of songs, and it was there, and I've heard it on the station. Uh, my mic on? Nobody's there. And okay. So it's not your fault. It's um, not your fault. You might be logged under Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, All right, cool. I just want to. Uh, I just want to 
hip you in case you don't know that again i have i heard that that uh, stone temple pilots at one time were a journey's cover band or at least scott weiland the singer was in a journey cover band this was early on, and someone wrote that what a big phony piece of crap this guy was. It was after a Rolling Stones article he did. You know, he's, he's so alternative. And uh, I brought that up one day, and we've been harassing the crap out of Psycho Dan with Journey songs, okay? Because we're saying that you can hear the influence of the Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> from Journey that they've gotten, okay? So I just want you to be clear on that. All right, back to the tape. It's like they made a mistake and was logging. Who, who's logging that stuff, Becky? I think it's all the same. Oh, she's, I mean, she's here at night wearing her slippers and jammies, for God's sake. She's barely even there. Oh, we found it. Here it is. Yeah, yeah okay, good. Okay, here it is. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Everybody sit back <laughs> and enjoy. Hollywood Bitch, Radio 104. I guess I'll hit the button, right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't it either. <laughs> oh, this is cool. derivative. He's going back to his so roots. <laughs> Sound of Psycho Dan's head exploding. <laughs> Nick, this song is good. Oh, I love this song. It's no, awesome. It's, it's one of Scott Weiland's best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> Just feel it, Psycho Dan. You Hollywood bitch. I know you like it. His voice is really smooth. It's <laughs> all like gargling. Lockwood, that Thanks, was great. She dove in. You're a little unsure. And, uh, <laughs> I gotta get this in. Hugging, t- was it touching, lug, hugging, squeezing a guy named Bob? Hey, know, you know I'm a little sh- nervous about my voice. That's why I was belting it out for me. I don't usually sing that loudly. Oh, you went for it. You went for it. And I'm glad you did. Okay, you know what? We're gonna take a break. We come back. Uh, we've got 104 Fest tickets to give away. On the road with my bone, and a couple of little news stories just sure. to finish off the morning. Uh, before we head to what did we learned today and give away the prize pack with the Twist Forever bonus CD in there. 
meaning we throw it into the prize pack. It's the tribute album for Twisted Sister that's in stores now on Koch Records. So, stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. We've got a problem that needs to be cleaned out. Hey, D, what's up, man? This is Mike Lestay. Good morning, sunshine. My peeps are here. D. Snyder. I'm in your corner. I can see that. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm trying to convince people that this is actually happening. On Radio 104 Fest coming September 3rd to the Meadows. 25 bands for 25 bucks. Everybody from Radio 104 will be down there. We'll be hanging. Signing autographs. The morning, t- the morning team. Okay. You want to join the party? I don't have the information in front of me. I think I, I recycled that piece of paper already. But you go to Radio104.com. In and of itself, you can go right there and get tickets, okay? Or any tickets.com locations. They're all over the place. So, uh, or you can be calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. And you'll win a pair of tickets to 104 Fest. You'll be coming to the show. It's as simple as that. I want to thank Joanne from Southington for more information about farts than I ever wanted. But thank you. I now know everything there is to know about farts. And also, Missy uh, from West Hartford tells me that uh, over at HCN, uh, whoever's on there in the, not the mornings, the middays, was uh, promoting behind the music. I that's, heard it was Kristen. Yeah, I heard her. Kristen. Uh, she, she's always talking about Twisted Sister. Yeah, that's the beauty yeah. of the family of stations where we, we can talk about each yeah. other and know <laughs> that we're, at the end of the day, the money's all going to the same coffers. So, uh, anyway, but thanks, Kristen. That was cool. That was cool. It's very, people still have trouble doing that, though, so uh, they don't like to talk about the other stations too much. Right, Beth? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, uh, Mudbone? is back well i don't know if he's back this is more of a warning on the road than anything else check it out and hear what he's got to say on this week's on the road with mud bone welcome to on the road with mud bone hop in ease the seat back and enjoy the ride having just spent all summer globe trotting it is now time to return home to america and visit those one or two states that you just never seem to have time to see however while the states has always been very kind in welcoming my african-american brothers and sister off the boat dating all the way back to moses i fear there is one particular state that poses a threat to my heritage so heed my words stay out of texas Texas is so different from the rest of the country that its borders are lined with barbed wires. Though most people aren't aware, Texas is the only state that still practices slavery. Just ask President George W. Bush. He made all his millions from a prosperous cotton plantation with hundreds of slaves. Another slave plantation you don't know about is Troy Aikman's Cowboys. But he's gay and since has been deposed. And don't mess with Texas prison system as they will fry your ass just for stealing a sneaker bar. Hell, Texas even has a designated town called Wacko where they put all the misfits and mentally insane people. Ain't that some f***ed up shit? On Friday night, all the locals gather in a saloon and dance in a single file line, just like the way Adolf Hitler used to make his soldiers march. They call it two-stepping, but it sure looks like goose-stepping to me. 
They are all so crazy down there that the Texas cattle ranchers actually accuse Oprah of poisoning all their cows. Eating them, maybe. But poison them, not Oprah. And watch out for the wild mechanical bull charging throughout the countryside, too. They got a saying down in Texas, remember the Alamo. Do me a favor while you down there, whip out everything you got and take a piss on that bad boy. That'll give them something to remember. And remember, flies or bees bothering you? Spray them with hairspray and they will take a quick dive. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Join us again next week when we'll be on the road with Mudbone. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Informative. Enjoyable. Was of course, from Texas. You might object to some of the content. By the way, Jessica from Treasure won the 104 Fest tickets, and I'm just enjoying my YooHoo chocolate drink. I ran into some people from YooHoo at uh, OzFest. And uh, when I heard what a fan of YooHoo I was, because I am a fan, my family is, they sent me like three cases of these. Look at this. It's OzFest strictly limited edition YooHoo bottles. There's a chick on here who says, I love Ozzy and stuff on here. Limited edition OzFest YooHoo bottle. You know you've made it mm-hmm. when there's a limited edition YooHoo bottle named after you. They can send us some t-shirts too. On the back, they have all the OzFest dates and it says, there's no chocolate in hell, so drink up. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. So Beth, you got some stories for us? I'd love to tell you a few. First up, you may remember the Ansonia cable guy who was arrested for going into women's homes and rummaging through their underpants. Yeah, we had uh, one of the victims' mm-hmm. husbands uh, call the show. Sure. Well, he has agreed to a plea bargain. He's 32-year-old Greg Qualick. He was given a six-month suspended prison term and has been ordered to undergo psychiatric treatment. He pleaded no contest to larceny charges stemming from two incidents in West Haven. He was found rifling through the underwear drawers of two women at one home. He stole six pairs, according to police. What the hell is that smell? Now, you see... You're a cable guy, and you've got to seek psychiatric treatment. Six months suspended sentence. You're in a heap of trouble. You lose your job. You're the night guy at Radio 104. It's thongs across Columbus. (laughs) 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 And he's getting accolades for it. I don't don't get it. Uh, What's the difference there? Very different jobs. Authorities in Sacramento have begun providing protection for at least a dozen relatives of Nikolai Solstice. They call the 27-year-old Ukrainian immigrant a cold-blooded killer. He's suspected of killing six members of his family. They've also put up alerts down south where a trucker said he picked up a hitchhiker matching that description. So he could be halfway across the country by now. What a scumbag. A couple things. Thing one is um, they're starting to think uh, they have... Was not starting to think, but it's looking like in order to get his three-year-old to come to him so he could murder him, he used toys to lure the kid to him. Uh, which is just like he's a nutcase. Sick, do you got to be? Yeah, to kill your own. And then the second thing is, it's been referred to. I heard on the news referring to as the serial killer, and that's not serial killing. Well, what? What are they? They that happened. Remember the guy who killed the clothing designer? Yes, Johnny on, Versace. Yeah, but he killed a few people, mm-hmm. and they said he, they started saying it was a serial killer, and then they said no, it's not serial killing. It's more they had another name for it because it, it wasn't serial killing. Is where there's a, a distinct pattern, mm-hmm. and it's sort of one motive, but 
very different non-related people, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was like rage killing. They had a name for it, but it's not serial killers. This guy's a rage. I think it was rage killing, and he he killed everybody. Mm -hmm. He's killing everybody in his family and what have you. So hopefully they'll get him. Well, a Wisconsin couple says if someone eventually wins the giant Powerball jackpot, that person owes them a little bit of thanks in about $10 million worth of it. Karen Schreiber-Malik sent her husband to the grocery store in June to buy a Powerball ticket with her usual numbers, but he missed the deadline for the June 20th drawing by 15 minutes, so he played the numbers for the next drawing. However, her usual numbers would have won her the jackpot at that point, which was $10 million, and no one has won since then. His wife says her husband was simply late, adding it's a terrible thing, but it's a funny story funny I guess How's if that you don't funny? look at it that way you will kill your husband you'd have to you'd have to oh and, my god and the jury would understand <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah I couldn't imagine coming home and explain that one to my wife <laughs> oh boy this, this this is really funny babe <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love Woo! this one you're gonna, you're gonna love, love this, this. <laughs> you're gonna, you're not going to believe what happened. It's crazy. It's kooky, really. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I'd take my own life first. Oh. I would kill myself. He said, you know, on second thought, I'll be in the garage with a hose in my car from the exhaust pipe, okay? Because <laughs> uh, there's just no way you can let me live after this. Forget it. Well, it was a bitter divorce battle between Bryant Gumbel and his wife, June, and it is now over, and she's made out pretty well. You may remember she claimed he was a serial adulterer throughout their more than 25-year marriage. Well, apparently it paid off for her. She got their New York apartment, the Westchester home, and half of his $20 million fortune. Her lawyer describes her as, quote, satisfied. I'll bet. It did not surprise me at all that he was a serial adulterer. <laughs> uh, you know, because he, uh, I don't know, it just strikes me as that. He seems, you know, I got the Digo and stuff, but there's a subtlety to the arrogance. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm arrogant. Would you call me arrogant? Well, no, and part of it, too, is you admit that you have a high regard for yourself. He, it's, it's very different. You can also be very self-deprecating. I, I don't... Yeah, he wouldn't ever say he was self-deprecating. You definitely say he was arrogant, and uh, it just did not. It was like, oh yeah, not surprised at all. Yeah. People saying, but did you see his wife? It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with how beautiful or not beautiful your wife is. Mm-hmm. Something totally different. Uh, by the way, listeners called in and said it was called spree killing. What this guy is doing is okay. not serial killing. He's spree killing. All right. Very different. Well, Sandra Bernhard promises no swear words, no confrontation with her guests on her new talk show that premieres Monday on A&E. She says she's going back to a more intimate and relaxed setting for people to come on and talk about their body of work and things that inspire them creatively. She said she'll take a note from Merv Griffin, Dick Cavett, and Mike Douglas and other guys who ran talk shows like that. The Sandra Bernhardt experience will have guests Edie Falco, Steve Van Zandt, and Chrissy Hine as the guests on Monday. I might go on that show. I saw a review that said it made Chevy Chase's talk show look brilliant. I may not go on that show. (laughs) 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 You're kidding. Yeah, who knows? It's one reviewer's opinion. People, I I think people have love or hate for Sandra Bernhardt. She's that kind of performer, I think. What do you do for an encore? Fall asleep? Did anybody find her attractive? She, well, 
she certainly isn't a classic beauty. Looks like somebody's been down here with the ugly stick. <laughs> She's got a really nice figure. Anybody see that Playboy spread she did a couple years ugly. ago? Mm-mm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sean, you haven't heard from him all day. Oddly quiet because I've been talking about porn. <laughs> no, I don't think she's. Uh, I I don't think she's that ugly. I mean, I, she's, she's got something about her. She's so unconventional that yeah. sometimes she looks attractive. The mm-hmm. bitch ugly. Yeah. Well, everybody. Else, dark side. Well, dark side's not being quiet. Definitely not. Uh, how many? Okay. How many got a drink, dark side? Well, at least a case or two. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Uh, I just need a couple to loosen me up a little bit. I mean... Well, celebrity thing is... Granted, she's a dog, but I wouldn't mind having sex with her for a little while. Have her beat me up a little bit. (laughs) She's she's experimented, I think, in a lot of ways. Isn't that the rumor with her? Yeah, she's definitely a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Mm. Or bi, bi, I should say, yeah. Yep. Something about that space between her teeth, too. I like it. Okay. But would you even take a second glass at Gwyneth, glance at Gwyneth Paltrow if she were obese? Apparently a lot of people wouldn't. She found that out by wearing the fat suit. She wears it for her upcoming movie, Shallow Hal. First day she wore it, she walked through the lobby of a hotel in New York. She said it was very sad and disturbing. No one made eye contact with her because of her weight. She said it made her feel humiliated because people were very dismissive. An eye-opening experience. Shallow Hal opens in November. Have you seen the coming attractions for it? I haven't seen any for that one. It's. I think it's Fairly Brothers. It is. Yep. Film and um, uh, Jack Black. Oh well, I like him. He's really funny. He stars in it and he plays a guy who's completely obsessed with you know it's it's all about appearance, all about appearance, and uh, Tony Robbins hmm. has a cameo in there. Interesting. And they get stuck on an elevator together. And during that time together, I don't know how how the conversation develops, but he hypnotizes Jack to see the inner beauty, not the outer beauty. So he sees the beautiful personality as a beautiful person. He sees ugly personalities as ugly. That's how he views it. So he is starts to go with girls because well surprise 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 some of the people who have the best personalities are not necessarily the most attractive people in the world <coughs> and uh or traditionally attractive um traditionally. have an odd uh, sandra bernhardt-esque good look um anyways uh and and that's the premise of the movie and uh, it seemed pretty freaking funny, although I hear heavy people are are, are not exactly mm. pleased with it. Mm-mm. But I mean, it is talking about the sh- how shallow people are when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, you know. So the coming attractions look pretty freaking funny. Good news. And there's one thing, and you keep cutting back. He views her as Gwyneth is thin. Oh, I see. Everybody else sees her as a super obese woman. And when they're hanging out at the pool, and he dives in, makes a cannonball, make a splash, he says, you want to see a splash? And you see this little thin girl get on the board, and then they sort of cut to you seeing her as as we, the person see her, and the whole board bends. Interesting. And when she dives in, she empties the pool just about. That's this brutal. one kid is actually thrown out of the pool and is stuck in a tree. It's just a big splash. And he can't understand how she made such a big splash because she's a little thin girl. Very interesting premise, mm-hmm. but go ahead. Good news for Dave Matthews. He 
has gotten a double dose of fatherhood. His wife, Ashley, gave birth to twins Grace and Stella last week, according to his publicist. Publicist, everybody said to be doing fine, and he is thrilled. Congratulations, Dave. Do you know Stone Temple Pilots is ripping off your sound? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the new single? <laughs> Hollywood Bitch sounds just like Dave Matthews Band. Well, before they show West Wing, the season premiere happening on September 19th, you can see what really happens in the West Wing. NBC will go behind the scenes of the George W. Bush White House. Tom Brokaw will host the Day in the Life series that is dated back to the administration of President Nixon. NBC spokeswoman says it makes good sense to pair up the special with the season premiere of West Wing. It's a one-hour behind-the-scenes special at Bush's White House. Good stuff. Good stuff. Will he be there? <laughs> Is he going to be there? That's a good question. <laughs> Come on in, Tom! <laughs> Kick your shoes off! Stay a spell! Run on, Tommy! Bobby! Let's get a little game going here! Uh, Mr. President, don't you have some work to do? Nah! Dick takes care of that stuff. Get this guy a beer. Play a little beer ball, throw you one. You could use a cold one, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Is he back yet from Texas? No. Is, is anybody even there? What's going on? No, he's not. He's oh, Texas this guy? for a month. Oh, man. This guy's a winner. Okay, oh. look. We, we got to stop. We got to take a break, Beth. Uh, we'll come back. It's time for what the hell's going on this morning. <laughs> it's time for what did you learn today? I'm already there on Friday. I'm ready for Friday. Uh, it's time for what did you learn today? And in today's prize pack, not only do you get the D Snyder Radio uh, T-shirt, the Euro sticker, the autograph photo, but you also get a copy of the latest tribute album, Twisted Forever. It's got 16 tracks of tribute to Twisted Sister, blah, 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 blah. I autographed it and everything, so that'll be in there as well. So do stick around and call us now. 860-666-4444. That's the number for What Did We Learn Today? It's D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Boom. Well, You'll make it yours as well. Call D now. 666-4444. That's the whole idea. Radio 104. We have a very special guest for you tonight. And now back to D Snyder Radio. Hope you enjoy this and stick around. On Radio Get this thing fired up. A lot going on today. Radio 104 has got a lot going on, Beth. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing the big broadcast from the Godsmack show. But uh, do we have any sponsors before we start doing some singing? Sing it. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Bill. From Southbury's on the phone. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Good morning, D. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. So, what did we learn today? Well, when you were talking to that guy from Godsmack about the lightsaber skateboard thing, yeah, I re- I remembered what I wanted to learn yesterday. I said to myself, you know, D's making a smart choice. Who needs to pack heat when you're packing that much meat? <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, didn't, I already have a lightsaber. Thank you. I don't need another. Uh, <laughs> and it makes noise like that too, Beth. I'm not trying to intrigue you with it, but uh, Beth quietly drove. She's like, 
<laughs> oh, no, not tonight, honey. Come on, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Beth. What did you learn? I learned something more practical in that with 70% of people surveyed admitting to double dipping with their chips, that I'm going to have to be more careful of common source containers at parties. Oh, please. A little germs are good for you. My God. Maybe I'll check you out know, the party first. <laughs> if you check were out the able scene. to yeah. completely insulate yourself from all germs from birth, if you were the girl in the bubble, mm-hmm. do you know how susceptible to infection you would be because you have no resistance at all developed in your body? I am not like that at all. I'll pick up no, things off the ground and eat them. And I, I, I'm against antibacterial soap. I'm not like that. I don't pick well, up yeah. strange things you're off the ground, up. but I'm eating M&M's and... Drop one on the carpet at home. I'll brush it Thank off you. and eat it. Don't, don't be that much of a press. Give me a break, Dark. So you're okay. looking at me like you've never done that. <laughs> you take tools to your feet, and I don't even know what you do at home, so... <laughs> He walks, walks into strange people's homes, sees food on the floor, and screams, I got dibs and dies on the floor. Uh, let's see. Judy from Manchester. Good morning, Judy. Morning, Dee. How you doing? Pretty good. So what did you learn today, Judy? I learned that if you want to make Sacred Dance head explode, you have to play Journey, but make pretend that it's that new song from Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> Hollywood bitch. And have, Holly- have, and, and have Beth sing it. <laughs> she was rocking. Yes, yeah, she, oh, she can sing. She can carry a tune. She actually was a little weak, nervous there. She wasn't as strong as I've heard her on the Journey tunes. That's your, that seems to be your muse right yeah, there, Journey. Yeah, Beth. mostly Stephen Perry. Except yeah. for O'Sherry. I, I can't hit that one. Oh, yeah, but you, he brings it out in you. Mm-hmm. They say that the road is no place. Start a family. Come on, Beth. Oh, what's the next line? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the next line either. That's the only line I remember. Okay, so Dark Side Dave. <laughs> What'd you learn today? Well, I learned that uh, Adidas is coming out with a new sneaker that totally absorbs and eats odors, which I'm looking forward to because every once in a while I have the funk going on. <laughs> and Nick knows what's coming. That's right. The odor-eating mandals on the horizon. Let me tell you something. The two of you will be very careful with those odor-eating shoes. With the way you guys smell, three steps, you'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe is eating away his entire body. We never saw that happen in the lab. <laughs> Just a pair of mandals on the floor. That's it. What happened to Nick? Oh, do we need mandals? <laughs> Sucked them right up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Justin from New Britain. Hard hit in New Britain, that is. Yeah. Good mo- morning, Justin. How are you? Good. What's up? Hey, man. What'd you learn today, Justin? Well, I learned if Troy Aikman went from quarterback on the field to wide receiver off the field... He is the true master of the quarterback sneak. Hello. <laughs> Whoa. What's this little punk saying? <laughs> he slammed you. Good call. He slammed. Slammed. Somebody's bumping this guy there. Slammed. Justin, I don't care how old you are. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's go Bring time. It Bring it on. Very nice, Justin. You're going to do well living in New Britain. Wow. <laughs> Hold on there, Justin. Oh, man. Makes you proud, doesn't it? Oh. Hard hitting new brand. See? Started me on. <laughs> <laughs> it's never Woo! too early. 
if that uh, dwarf, uh, what was his name from Kid Rock? Uh, Josie. Josie wasn't dead. I would think he was on the phone gunning for you, Nick. Gunning. Well, and speaking of Nick, dear Nick, what did you learn today, my friend? Well, I learned a little bit more about my uh, sexuality in terms of, you know, when we're talking about Sandra Bernhardt and stuff. Since we... No, since we've talked about her a little bit more, I found that I'm more intrigued with women who tend to like to be with other women, you know, and men as well. So I wouldn't mind doing Sandra Bernhardt, you know what I mean? And I don't even know if it's like, it's like real sex. Maybe I'll just like lick her for a while, you know what I mean? And then she could do that to me and then maybe some other chick will come in with like... I don't know. Uh, we don't. Did anybody ask for a play-by-play? Is it nice in your world? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've been thinking it's, about. Realize so. this is on. The mic is on. No, here. I know, but I, I did. I did learn something that I'm more sexually attracted toward women that like to hang out with other women occasionally. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So you like. Uh, you like experimental women, women who are yeah, women who aren't afraid free. to like, yeah, just take chances, yeah, and risk takers, yeah, do stuff to themselves and other women with me involved. Okay, <laughs> okay, thank you. Before you start describing what you mean when you say do stuff, we get, we get the picture. I know way okay. too much about some of my coworkers. <laughs> way, hey, you could have put a stop to this way back when. They dragged him in. You could say, lose the dork. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, she could have just said. The green suit. No, she could have said. <laughs> I should have known that day. No, y- you could have said, Nick, I want you to be mine, and then things would have been fine, and we would have. Okay. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I'm still kicking myself. Let's go to Bill from New Haven. Billy, how you doing, bud? Good morning, Mr. D. Good morning. So, what did you learn today, Bill? From the uh, whole discussion about Bono's dad dying, unfortunately. I did learn that if Mr. Wallace died, you wouldn't need a tombstone. You could just bury him in his nose and stick out of the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the full six feet oh. under? Yep. And uh, it holds flowers. I should know. <laughs> it holds flowers, too, Bill. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's totally effed up. <laughs> Nick appreciates it. Oh, you would. Funny. Go ahead, get back at him. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I, I didn't say anything, dude. I didn't say anything. I know. I'm not gonna f this dude, whatever his name was. <laughs> I've learned today that <laughs> my dear friend Vince Neil has not changed one iota since the '80s, and he is still the same. Fe- What's that? It's for you, man. Casey That's for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, yeah, Howie said that uh, that uh, when it, unbeknownst to you people, when I had the uh, the brown afro and the mustache, that was when I was in Casey in the Sunshine. Band. It's good luck for you. <laughs> anyway, my dear friend Vince Neal has has not changed a bit. I mean, when I heard he was calling in for an interview. <laughs> At 8.30 in the morning, I said, fat chance, no way are we going to announce this. If he, if he calls, we'll celebrate. And was there any phone call? No. Uh, did you contact anybody? 
Yeah. yeah. Sean called a couple of people. I uh, I contacted uh, somebody and supposedly, you know, they're working on something right now. Mm-hmm. They don't know what happened, but we'll, we'll what find out. What's sleeping the mystery? In a drunken stupor. He tried to call, but he's stranded somewhere. <laughs> they're working on something. They're working on waking him up. They're pounding on his door. It's a good thing that you launched that preemptive strike yesterday when you said he couldn't sing. (laughs) (laughs) That was my opinion. I mean, the guy's, you know, sold more records than I sold. He's making me nuts, though. All right, we got to pick somebody. Beth? I mean, Bill from New Haven was pretty small again. Which one was Bill? He was Mr. Wallace's nose. I thought it was pretty funny. That's funny, Dark. You know, in an abstract way, not about your dad necessarily. That's not abstract. It's the concept. Bill, you the man, Bill. That was funny. Funny excrement. (laughs) We're not gonna let Dark Side rain on our parade. (laughs) All right, Bill, you win the prize pack, okay? Thank you, Dave. All right, man. Thanks for playing. In case of accidentally being buried alive, your dad is safe. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a flag. It's like a snorkel. Sticking out of the ground, huffing air. Crap in Bill's prize pack. <laughs> Ooh, an <laughs> extra <right>. prize. <laughs> yeah. Want to make sure there's no extra surprise <laughs> in there for you, Bill, okay? New Britain right. steamer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on, Bill. We'll get your information. And uh, Bill from Southbury, Judy from Manchester, and Justin from New Britain. Well done, but not today. Time to go. Well, 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 people. How time flies when you're laughing and having fun. Tomorrow on D Snyder Radio. Oh, by the way, thank you to Sully for calling in, as he did. Uh, he did a couple days ago, but thanks for the interview. And do check out Godsmack tonight at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater with Puddle of Mud and the Deftones. And remember, Chaz and Cousin Chris and Carlito are all going to be broadcasting live from the Meadows. Even more reason to go and hang for the night. Make a night of it, people. Tomorrow on D Snyder Radio. What the hell's going on this weekend? Entertainment news and an interview with Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie and the upcoming Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, okay? Have a great day. See you bright and early tomorrow. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104.